With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. Listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. If I told you, Mike Harmon, that Tim Tebow had a stalker and Johnny Manziel is engaged, wouldn't you tell me, oh, you have it backwards? These stories and more on the next episode of Hope. I mean, wouldn't you say, no, no, no. You mean, you mean Tim Tebow yeah. got engaged and Johnny Manziel's got, no, no, no. Tim Tebow's got a stalker and Johnny Manziel is engaged. Sometimes you got to mix things up. Shut up, Tim. You got to mix it up. Oh, no. You mean not get engaged? No. That's what they're expecting me to do. No, that's right. You got to just keep your eye on the prize and make sure you read all of those headlines two to three to 18 times. You got those stories. You got Northwestern beating Maryland. They continue on their charmed life in the Big Ten tournament. And you and I are sitting here. You have a functioning phone. Mm -hmm. Yes. It's a Friday night. Yeah. There we go. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show, Jason, Mike Harmon, and my phone back in my possession after losing it for a day. While somebody here who will remain nameless at Fox found it, turned it off, put it in a drawer, and didn't tell me. So I went out to buy a new phone and then found out, oh, no, your old phone was turned off and put in a drawer. 150 bucks, I'm out. But now I got two phones. I'm Walter White from Breaking Bad. Well, it's it's a good lesson to learn who, that we have a, a drawer for lost and found. Who a phone of somebody and then turns it off, puts it in a drawer, and doesn't tell that person I found your phone? Conser- who does that? Well, they're conserving battery, but you're also... The find my phone function doesn't work. No, it work. doesn't work, but everybody does. They use the find your phone function. 
My battery was full. $150. Just like the bile rising. It's okay. It's Welcome inside. Fault. Happy Friday, everybody. Hey, you know what? Syracuse didn't play today. Uh, and the Jets didn't stop. make any bad signings. No, I actually like what the Jets did today. Not as much as some other teams. But before we get to that, breaking news coming in from the world of the National Basketball Association. The Timberwolves beat the Warriors tonight. Whoa! What did I tell you what was going to happen? Tick, tick, tick. Draymond Green. Oh, tick, some tick, big tick. free throws tick, down tick, the tick. stretch. Oh, yeah. Wait till Draymond Green. He's getting closer and closer to blow it up. So they lose tonight, which means that if they lose to the Spurs on Saturday, the Spurs catch them in the loss column for the top seed in the West. We already know this game was going to be without Kevin Durant, who was injured, and now Kawhi Leonard is going to be out for the San Antonio Spurs. But now this game, which has been hyped all week long by ABC, hey, big-time showdown, Western Conference final preview, Warriors and the Spurs, Saturday night. You have your Saturday night entertainment, everybody. Uh, yeah, Steve Kerr announced a few moments ago that sitting out the game. Yeah. <laughs> now, don't, don't, don't forget, they got Not screwed playing. a couple of weeks ago, yeah. right? Yeah. When LeBron didn't play when they played the Bulls. Yeah, that's true. Mediocre so Bulls got, team and exactly. then LeBron sat yes. down. So now Steve Kerr says, eh, why not? Steph Curry, Draymond Green, Iguodala, Thompson will all rest against the Spurs tomorrow and not play. Hey, we're going to teach him a lesson in a game that we really need to maintain the number one seed. No, let's rest them all when Steph Curry can't buy a jump shot. <laughs> Two big things coming off of this. The first one is that it's obvious that the Warriors – are concerned with what it's going to look like if we play for the number one seed and don't get it. I, I've said the whole the entire time, what have I said about the Gold State Warriors? Mentally, they are fragile. They are not strong. They are good when everything's going their way. And everything goes their way mostly because they're the, they're that talented. You know, they, they they just trot out guys and win by thirty every night, mostly because of that. But what happens when they have to face the tiniest bit of adversity? They fold up because they're mentally weak. And here's Steve Kerr, in a game now that they will likely lose because they're playing without all of their star players and, and, and two of their main reserves coming off the bench. They're playing without everybody tomorrow night. Clay Thompson's going to take 75 shots tomorrow night. Oh, no, wait. He's out as well. None of them are playing. None of them are playing. Now you watch. The Warriors are going to say, we're about getting healthy. We're about uh, conserving minutes, and they're not going to play for the number one seed from here on out because mentally, if they play for it and don't get it, it will crush them. Trust me, this locker room is so, right now, from everybody I've talked to, you know the locker room is on edge. You have Draymond Green and Steve Kerr that just don't get along and don't see eye to eye. It is a very difficult situation right now, and there's no way. You, you just lost the T-Wolves. You can come out and play again. No, 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 I want to sit out. I want to sit out. No. Trust me, Golden State is nervous. How will this play in the locker room if we don't get the number one seed? And that's why these guys are sitting out tonight. I think it's fun. It adds the element of surprise continues. We've talked about it for the last two weeks since Kevin Durant went down. You've got actually some drama, some intrigue in this NBA, whereas before it was, can I get it to the eight-time speed to get to the playoffs? Like you're fast-forwarding these scenes in a DVD you've watched 100 times. Like, yeah, I don't really like this monologue, so I'm going to get past this. Get back to the fighting scenes. So that, it's the same thing here. 
Now we've got a little bit of drama, and it's been exacerbated by the fact that Steph Curry's jump shot has all but disappeared. Struggling again tonight to get it done, can't find the handle late, ending in a jump ball, and the clock is able to expire after a couple of free throws made by the T-Wolves earlier in that sequence. So suddenly you go into the rest mode. I, I can understand to a degree saying, all right, if we got guys that are that are worn out, a couple of really no, no, you rest them tonight. Then you no, rest no, them tonight no, 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 tonight, yo, oh, sure, and you play tomorrow yeah, in a game was, where yep. hey, we can, you know, whatever happens tonight, but we can beat San Antonio and put some distance between us. They're playing without, we're playing without Kevin Durant. They're playing without Kawhi Leonard. You know what? I still like our chances with Curry and Thompson and Drink Green over against what the what the San Antonio Spurs you know have what, without though? their best player. But you get a lot more mileage out of this in the NBA. As much as they they may be concerned that the things don't play out in the playoffs as they'd hoped, Adam Silver's got to be sitting there with the Montgomery Burns smile on because he's going to get twenty four hours of talking of this. Now it would have been great if it was a Thursday into a Friday, so all all the talking heads would have been there for yeah. Friday, and it wasn't all Saturday when people are out running around and chasing their kids on a soccer field and whatever else, and it you know they weren't captive. In but their then offices he, but then and he gets talking a, about it. But then he gets a phone call from ABC going, hey, no one watched our bleeping game that we hyped up like crazy. Forget about the whole thing, oh, you know, the fan. And, and, but they I, laugh and I they say, so. hey, you're locked in long term. No, Get over about it. That. You see the money we're hemorrhaging? You heard we're going to have to fire happens. people? It's not going to happen, okay? We got our own problems over here. Bring out the dancing bears. <laughs> Throw a, a little bit of that. The, the comedian that was doing the Aladdin show, he's not working over there anymore at, at Disneyland. So give him a, little, a couple minutes, put him in the suit, and get him on there at halftime. This, People will watch. This just doesn't make sense. And I know what Steve Kerr is going to say over the course of the next couple hours. I saw the guys. I looked into their eyes after the game tonight. They're mentally exhausted. They needed a break. Oh, really? You just saw that tonight? You just saw that tonight? No. He's made, they've made a decision. We are not going to go for the number one seed, and maybe that's going to help us. I, I guarantee it. You will see more of this down the street. They're not going to rush Durant back, all these different things, and they're not going to play for that number one seed because they know if they don't get it, how does it go? Because you know what? How do we know the Warriors react from adversity? What was the only bit of adversity the Warriors had in the last two years? Draymond Green getting suspended for Game 5 of the NBA Finals. What happened after that? They lost three straight and lost the NBA Finals. They've had zero adversity. People forget about that, how great this team is. Oh, look how good they are. And look, look at all oh, now they're adding Kevin Durant. Oh, they're so great. And here you are now. Kevin Durant's out, and he's out a long time. But you know the biggest thing they have to do and, now? But now it's the now, now look what happened. Now the adversity is hitting them, well, and what are they doing? Changing the system for their quarterback. And trying to change. See that system quarterback. What I tell you, Steph Curry should be enough, right? System quarterback, everybody. System quarterback. He's broke. <laughs> he's broke. That jump shot. <laughs> If Derek Carr was calling, I mean, he's in the Bay Area. He's going to the games. He knows it well. Twitter at How About a Fresca, the Jason Smith Show. Jason, Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios. Phone number is 877 on Fox, 877-996-6369. So you, I, I'm telling you, been, I've been right about the Warriors all along. This is a team that is mentally weak. They're front runners. They're the ultimate front running team. They're not made to be a team to sink a shot in the final seconds of a game to win a clutch game. They're made to go out and win by 20, and we cruise. 
but eventually you're going to start hitting some potholes. It's going to start happening for you. You're going to you're going to struggle. When, when the Mets went to the World Series two years ago, what happened? All their pitches were healthy. No, but everybody that's, but was that's great. It. Cespedes came in and started hitting home run after home run. And then what happened last year? The pitches started going down, and they had to white knuckle it all the way, and and somehow got that second wild card. Got got the first wild card. You're going to have to go through adversity. You have you can have one year where everything goes right for you. It's going to happen to the Cubs this year. They're going to wind but, up going through adversity. But look at the guy we, we played. So but we play that soundbite of Derek Carr. What did I say? The entire run as the Raiders were going, they hadn't experienced anything. No, in terms of a roadblock. You know, everybody else has twenty five guys on injured reserve. They had seven guys you couldn't name. The most ardent <laughs> Oakland Raider fan couldn't pick those guys out of a lineup. And then Derek Carr gets hurt, and all of a sudden, like, well, we don't have anything. No, we got nothing. Obviously, there's going to be a there's going to be a dip in -hmm. performance, but it was like you were running without a quarterback. The way that (laughs) offense functioned. (laughs) Same thing here. You take out Kevin Durant. Guys have to go back into the rotations. You don't have the same depth on your bench. Something we harped on all the way back in October. That if something happened, one of these guys got hurt because they hadn't been hurt the last couple seasons. They've been even Steph Curry when he slid out for a while, you know, the ankle and everything. They moved on. They didn't miss a beat at least regular season. And now we look at the adversity and the way this offense doesn't move without Durant. They're still trying to figure out how to free up Curry. All those shots are contested. Clay Thompson's hanging around the three point arc mm-hmm. entirely. They've got to rework their entire system. They've got about, what, four weeks to go. Let's see what they can do. <laughs> this, is, this is what happens to a team, and it's, it's, what's over, not, it's what's underrated in winning a championship. Teams like the Patriots, because, you know, who knows what they're doing otherwise, can lose guys, hey. can lose big players and still win titles. Lose Rob Gronkowski, doesn't matter. Brandon Cook signing in today. Oh, my goodness. We'll get into that coming up in about 10 minutes. Not that big a deal. I'll tell you exactly why. Some teams can go through it. Very few. But most of the time, when you look at teams when they win it all, what do they have going? They have they have incredibly charm luck, and they stay healthy. Yeah. And nothing really goes wrong. They find a way to make clutch shots. They play together. But that's not this warrior. That's not how they're made. This team was made to change. We're turning the NBA on its ear, but now people are catching up a little bit slowly. Not not tremendously, but they're catching up a little bit. But now you throw a roadblock in the way in adversity, and now it's look what look what's happened all of a sudden. Kevin Durant's been out for a week, and now suddenly it's we're punting on the biggest game of the year for us so far. We're punting on winning a game we could win because us with our guys minus Kevin Durant is better than the Spurs minus Kawhi Leonard. They are. Kawhi Leonard is that much more important to the Spurs than yeah. Kevin Durant is to the Warriors because the Warriors have more star depth. I mean, the top to bottom, the Spurs have more depth from one through nine, but the star depth, I mean, you have three stars still. You should walk in and win that game in San Antonio without too much difficulty. But now you're, you're, you're punting on this and saying, that's it? Oh, you got problems in Golden State. But on the it's all bigger, between the ears of all the players. But think of the production value for tomorrow. How many sequences do you think they, they rigged together to promote Beauty and the Beast coming out next week? <laughs> that now doesn't make any sense because half the guys aren't playing. Uh, uh, TJ, Beauty would be the stars playing. Instead, today we get the Beast. Back on the blitz. (laughs) Twitter at How About a Fresca. Twitter at How About a Fresca for everybody who thinks all the NBA is all Golden State. Golden State between the years, they don't have what it takes. They haven't. And this is proving it to you. 
Fox Sports Radio, Jason Mike Harmon in the Geico Studios. Coming up next, everybody's going crazy over Brandon Cooks of the Patriots. It's the end. They're going to the Super Bowl again. Everybody, relax. R-E-L-A-X. Fox. F-O. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show, live from the Geico Studios. If you think a train will stop, if it sees your car in the tracks, you're right, it will about a mile after it hits you. Stop, because trains can't. Now, I don't know how legal this would be, Mike Harmon, but it's Friday night, so why not? Legalities, testing the boundaries on a Friday. And, I'm in. Between this and hot oil, we got everything. And Wow, this is early to, to mention hot oil. 8 o'clock Do is it. early. Eight, no, 8 o'clock is too early. You got to wait till we get close to like 11 o'clock to no, mention but hot I, oil. I, I, Eight, no, eight o'clock is too early. It's eleven o'clock on the east yeah, coast. Yeah, it's eight o'clock here. Like it's a little early. You think is it ever oil, too early? Is it ever too early? Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, eight o'clock really? is too early for hot oil. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it is. No, I mean you have Never. to wait a little bit. Noon. But Adam I mean, Silver anytime. could win. Ask Phil. Do you want to go? <laughs> you want to go have lunch? No, I'd rather get some hot oil. Oh, all right. I'm going to go get a corned beef sandwich. Adam Silver could win over every single NBA fan with a phone call to the Golden State Warriors saying. Hey, Steve Kerr, saw you say after the game tonight, I know you lost the Wolves, sorry about that, but uh, saw you were talking about resting Curry and Draymond and Iguodala and Clay tomorrow night against the Spurs in a game that's on national TV that's been hyped up and it's a possible Western Conference final showdown, right? You were kidding about that, right? Oh, 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 you weren't. Oh, well, <laughs> guess what? I'm overruling you. You are playing those players tomorrow night. Forget about for a second the fans who bought, spent a lot of money on these tickets ahead of time. I don't care about them. You know, but obviously Those they're seats are upset. sold. You have everybody. Fa- this is it's it's the end. This is players just thumbing the teams, just thumbing their nose at the NBA. When you're asking guys play a basketball game, what do these guys all do in the off season? They take a day off and they start playing basketball. That's the problem. If you want to talk about what the real issue is in the NBA. How many times have we seen LeBron James win the NBA title and then three days later there's a highlight of him playing a pickup game in a gym not up and two, down the floor? Not three. I mean, really, not that's four. the problem. It's not it's all the back, back-to-back back stink, but you got to have them because you want to play 82 games. You could play 55. That was my big plan. Start on Christmas Day and play 55. No, that's but, just asinine. I mean, you want to talk about losing money. You know, I, but obviously that's not going to happen because that's not realistic. But guys could play. I mean, you're sitting here at the point saying, oh, yeah, no, no, we don't care. Here's how meaningless a regular season game is. Now, obviously, we went through the strategy of Steve Kerr and how mentally fragile the Warriors are. But the other angle of it is that, is that come on, man. Really? I mean, this is, I, I can't just show up you know, and take a day off of rest because I want to. You can. Hey, I'll call Scott Shapiro, our manager. Scott, you know what? As long as you give him at least 90 minutes notice, I heard that's okay. This, this was a really difficult week. And I'm sorry, but I'm really tired. So I've done back to back to back to back shows. Back, so back, back, back. I, I'm going to take back, Friday back, off. Is that okay? Go on. <laughs> no, that is off. That is right, no, Bill Belichick. No, Jason Smith on the Jason Smith show. Now it's Mike Harmon. Don't squeeze the Charmin, Mike. I mean, really, could I say that? I mean, I, I mean, not that part right there. I mean about. I'd, I'd like, like to, to think back, it back wasn't, you know, just dismissive of, hey, it's Harmon. No, no, no. I mean, no, no, I mean no. that, that's how that came no, off. No, no, no. I was, hey, blank that guy. No, He's in the chair no, now. No. I mean, that's really what that was. But <laughs> no, but no, my bit. Look, you can leave right now. No. My, I think no, that my, was you. That could, he was talking to you, not to me. <laughs> no, that was, you know, no, that was me trying to figure out, uh, you know, how to get a good Berman line. Bye, Felicia. Uh, okay. You know, that was my way to get that in. But, what? Well, is I mean, it possible I can't that, do that? Is it possible that Steve Kerr is just having a laugh? 
Yeah. And when they come out to do warm-ups like the Harlem Globetrotters tomorrow, they go in the line and everybody's ready to go? Let's listen to him. Here's Steve Kerr moments ago on his decision. It's my call, um, and it's uh, it's the right thing to do in terms of the uh, the way the season is playing out and the way the minutes have gone and KD's injury. Just It's the right thing to do. And, and the way that we're not playing well and we're going to lose the number one seed anyway, so I want to keep these guys in a positive frame of mind and try to make it look like we're not really playing for the number one seed. That way when we don't get it, we start the playoffs and not everybody is really upset about it. I want people to stop for a second. I understand that it's difficult to play back-to-backs. I understand in the NFL it's difficult to play on Thursday nights. But suck it up, man. You're being asked to play. You're not, you're, not, you're not being asked to, to, to drive a big rig truck across country on no sleep. You're being asked to play. Well, legally, you can't do, do that anymore. You can't do that? No, you've got to. There's mandatory breaks. Like, it'll shut your system down if you're, if you're logged in. No, no, in I just mean, like, drive across stop. You, you, you can still be tired. you still though. have to stop, though. Yeah, like, okay. You, you can't go to, but it's like once a pilot's logged so many hours, <laughs> he's got to get out of the, the cockpit. But you're asking if you, 82 nights a year, play a game. Oh, no, no, no. Rest, rest is more. I get in Major League Baseball. I get it. Guys need a mental day now and again because you play every single day. There's no time for practice. There's no time to sit around and reflect. There's no oh long weekends here. There's no oh we don't play for three days. We're off until Monday. There's none of that in Major League Baseball. You play every day, and I get it. You need a day off once in a while to mentally refresh. That I understand. But the NFL, you play once a week. Oh, what it means to come back and play on Thursday. Really? I think I know what you guys do to get ready and play on Sundays. I think you can do that on Thursday. I think Toradol is 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 really available for I, I, you on Thursday as much as it is on Sunday. Kind of a big deal going Stop. on the last 20. Stop hours. with the pills. We're not going to get into <laughs> pills, Mike Harmon. But I mean, really, let's for a second, let's just we're we're not asking players to do something that is so overwhelmingly out of whack. I get you're upset about but but this is how this is well, what you do. But if you it, play the game, play the games what you do. But if it's that bad, then you know what? It's time to say, okay, the next CBA, that's our hardline stance. And watch as your percentages dwindle. Because if that's where you're going to stick your flag, they're going to tell you where to stick it. And you're not going to have the choice when it's all said and done. And, you know, I, I had the Wilford Brimley line as much as we talk about the, the diabetes. Diabetes. <laughs> he, was also, diabetes. he was also the Quaker Oats diabetes. guy. You got to play this game because it's the right thing to do, and it's a tasty way to do it. Quaker Oats. Diabetes. Uh in case you're just tuning in, you missed the big news. We spent the first 15 minutes of the show talking about the next 15 minutes. After losing tonight to the Timberwolves, they lost by a point. Steph Curry struggled. It was a tough game. They've struggled since losing Kevin Durant because the Warriors have not figured out how to overcome adversity. When things are going great for them, the Warriors are great. But now the two big things they've had to overcome adversity-wise, they've not been able to. Draymond Green getting suspended in Game 5 of the NBA Finals for Game 5. They lost three straight and lost the title. Kevin Durant is hurt, and now a week later, it's, yeah, we're punting on the number one seed. Tomorrow night against San Antonio, in a game that means a lot, Steph Curry, Draymond Green, Andre Iguodala, Klay Thompson, all resting. All are not going to play. Buddy, it's a it's a Zaza showcase. I mean... <laughs> On a Saturday night. I mean, seriously, it's going to be a lot of Sean Livingston. You need a lot of that. We're gonna, well, he'll, he'll get a lot Livingston. of minutes, chance to find his shot and see All if he can be that difference maker. minutes for Sean Livingston. I mean, this, it's, it, you know, I hear this. I'm like, you know, this is like the breaking point. Enough. It was always back-to-backs and Greg Popovich going, oh, yeah, I'm going to sit my guys. This is, this is how it's supposed to be. I was always, you know, met that with the crustiness of Greg Popovich. But now this is, this is just, this is a big game, too. 
I mean, if you really want to do it, if the guys are mentally tired, you sit them for tonight's game against Minnesota. They don't go to Minnesota. Sit them. They don't get on a plane. No, you, they you, pull the Kobe Bryant and send a cardboard cutout or don't show up at all. You would have done that. Nobody would have said anything. Everybody would have said, you know, wow, what a great move Steve Kerr is doing there. He's he's putting this game up for grabs, knowing how well, big this Saturday showing game how is important it is. And you have a full twenty four hour buildup of they are flailing right now. Flailing are the Warriors trying to figure out what to do post Kevin Durant. Steph, Steph Curry hitting twenty seven percent from three point range since Durant went down. For everybody who says, "Oh, the NBA is over. It's boring." Golden State, every team winds up facing adversity at some point. And this is the big uh, wrench in Are you going to do the Rocky speech? I said wrench in the fire. That's okay. I didn't mean they're, they're, iron in the fire. This is, in the a, fire? This, is a, this is a a fly in the ointment. Okay. That I thought you were going to say, say monkey wrench just to get a monkey in. No, because I was trying to think of, of, of the wrench in the fire, and I said a wrench in the fire instead. I kind of mixed my metaphor. Or you could do the Rocky speech that he gives his kid. <laughs> hey, kid. It ain't about how hard you get hit. It's about getting up and you so, keep going forward. What tonight tells me, the NBA guys, the playoffs, it's wide open for you. Wide open. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show. Jason, Mike Harmon live from the Geico Studios. Hey, you think your March Madness bracket can beat ours? Compete head-to-head against my bracket and Mike's bracket for free. Go to foxsportsradio.com right now. Click the link at the top of the homepage to enter. FoxSportsRadio.com. You see the Jason Smith Show page. Compete against Mike and me all through the NCAA tournament. It'll be a blast. We're going to talk about it a lot. Go there right now. Again, FoxSportsRadio.com. Click the link at the top of the homepage, and you can enter. Speaking of the NCAA tournament, who's helping themselves? Who's out? We talked to one of our insiders in a minute, but first, here's what's trending. I don't think you listen too good. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show. Jason, Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more in car insurance. For more info, visit geico.com. And don't forget, download the podcast of our show every night. Right after the show is over, go to iTunes, the Jason Smith Show. The podcast is right there. Listen to it at your leisure. Rate it. Give us five stars. I will love all of you forever. Again. Jason Smith Show, the podcast, iTunes. It goes up pretty much right after the show. Joining us now on the hotline. Oh, you know what that means. College Hoops guru for Bleacher Report and GQ and Syracuse hater, Reed Forgrave. How about that? Reed, what's happening, yo? I was just, you know, sitting around thinking about how much I hate Syracuse. Just your average Friday night. You know, that's the thing. I can't get over the, the amount of cyberspace of all the bubble teams and not just because it's my school but of all the bubble teams and the teams that could get in could get on could get out could get them on get them over get them in in the first four could be one of the first four out could be one of the last four in nobody is standing up with veins popping out of their neck like when they talk about Syracuse you know what I think it's because this is like two years in a row right and and uh, you know we had this argument again and again last year at this time I still don't think Syracuse deserved to be in the field we could argue that all night um, I actually do think they belong in the field this year in a strange way. Uh, <laughs> it's a, it's, they have a bizarre resume. They got like, what, four or five losses to non-NCAA tournament teams, but then they got a handful of good wins. So I'm not like, I don't think they are for sure in the NCAA tournament, and depending on the number of bid seeds out there, uh, they easily could slip on the outside end. But I, I would love to see them in Dayton. Uh, I think that would be great for the first four to have one of those brand name schools coming. And by the way, like 
I, I didn't think last year they could have made the Final Four. They had a pretty darn easy path because of Middle Tennessee State. I think this year, like, there's something weird about this team, but I think they could lose to anybody and they could beat anybody. I'm okay well, with that. Well, but as we, we look at the team, and, and what I've been arguing all along, Reed, whatever they want to claim are the, you know, the points to to stand out and here's our points of emphasis as we were sitting in the room. At the end, they're all looking at it. It's flashing. This is a TV show. So what makes for better TV and more people talking about those early games, the Dayton play-in games, first round, whatever we're calling it this year, than having one of those teams? I gotta be honest, like, like I, everybody says that, right? That like NCAA is about creating storylines and having the, you know, you want the school with the big alumni base being in the tournament. Like, I, I'm not sure if I buy that. Like, people are gonna watch the tournament because it's the tournament. People are not going to watch the first four because it's the first four, and nobody really cares all that much about it except for college basketball nerds. Uh, if you get Syracuse in the first four, do you think like all of a sudden America will stop on Tuesday or Wednesday night and be like, oh, I gotta watch these games that I never actually watched? Probably not. I don't think so. I'll be more. Um, I'll be more inclined to watch, I especially. Know, I mean, man. you'll have a lot of media watching, but I'll, I'll over directional <laughs> state. No, but I think I, don't know. I like, think like, Reed. If you let's just say me, let's say the opening night's games, you have Syracuse and Michigan State and a couple other big schools. Suddenly, oh, okay, a game that I normally wouldn't watch because it would have been Xavier against you know Vanderbilt. You know, okay, but if it's Syracuse against Wake Forest or something like that, or Michigan State Wake Forest, well, okay, I think many more people will watch that game because of the the relevancy and the pedigree of the teams. I don't know. I mean, that's a, it's a good point. Maybe you're right. I just, I just tend to think that like the first four generally, like when we're talking about like the overall national sports consciousness, uh, unless there is a great storyline. I mean, maybe Syracuse is that storyline. Jim Beheim playing, you know, having to like fight his way into the NCAA tournament through the, uh, you know, the play-in game. Maybe that's the storyline that gets out there. But to me, I'd much, like, I loved the Wichita State storyline. I thought it was incredibly unfair that they were put in the Final Four. But it was a great storyline uh, because people paid attention to it. But, uh, yeah, I mean, look, let's be honest. Like, the only people who are going to watch that are probably going to be Syracuse fans, right? Well, that's just it. And right? people who hate Syracuse, that's 100% that, of the country. That is a and, lot and, of oh, people. I'll be tuning in. I'll be tuning in because you know me and Jim Bayon. We get so <laughs> I love Jim Bayon. He's great. As he gets ready for what could be his last run, be it the NCAA tournament or the NIT. But let's move along from him. It's Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show, coming in from the Geico Studios on the hotline with us now. Our buddy Reed Forgrave. You catch him on Twitter at Reed Forgrave. He writes, he smokes meat, and he drinks uh, surly beers, uh, etc. You find him Bleacher Report. He's got the great GQ magazine still pinned on his Twitter. You should go and you should read that now. Uh, about CTE and youth football. But, Reed, tonight we had another, well, kind of a classic. Duke and UNC getting it done. Now, North Carolina can't beat Duke in the conference tournament and haven't for a very, very long while. But are these teams good enough to where we may, we may get a fourth try once the tournament gets oh, rolling? Oh, man, I, I, I really, really hope so. Like, give me – Give me UNC Duke in the lead eight or the final four. Like, I think that is the, I mean, we talk about storylines, having one of the best uh, rivalries in college sports, if not the best rivalry in college sports in the final four would be awesome. I mean, give me, this is what I want. This is my dream final four, like Kentucky Louisville on one side and then Duke Carolina on the other side. Now that would be something that all of the country would all of a sudden be 
huge college basketball fans uh, for a week. Uh, oh no, no, no! You, you know, you know what you just did. You will never get an interview with Levar Ball ever. That's not happened now. <laughs> you just pissed him off so much, Reed. Darn it! You're done. <laughs> Well, I, I, I would point out that on my text ring with friends earlier tonight, so we were all predicting uh, who we think is going to be in the title game, and I was like, ah, Duke-UCLA, question mark. So, so there you go, Lamar. Um, but I think both those Carolina schools, I think both those schools can be in the Final Four. I mean, we, saw, we saw what Duke looks like. We saw their potential tonight. That, that team is the most talented team in college basketball. It's been a, it's been a roller coaster season, but uh, you know, it could be one of those roller coasters that kind of works out in the end and that it kind of gave – Luke Kennard, uh, a chance to really step up during the season, and uh, we might see that star come out in the tournament as well as you know the handful of other stars they have. So I, I actually, uh, Duke is going to most likely be in my Final Four whenever I do fill out a bracket. I, I feel pretty certain about that one. All right, where we sit right now, knowing that we're still in the middle of of, of conference championship week, and there's still some teams, some work to do. Give me three teams that what you've seen from them in conference championship week that have gone from maybe their bubble teams to teams that you feel are in the tournament? Oh, gosh. Um, let me think. Let me think. I mean, me are, there three? Uh, are there three? Are there three? I mean, I, I was. there's a couple three. that come to mind. He's trying I mean, to make like sure Vanderbilt. Syracuse gets in, buddy. <laughs> I think Vanderbilt is certainly one of them. <laughs> I mean, what we saw from Syracuse in the conference tournament does not uh, does not bode well, but I do think they're probably still in. Um I think Vanderbilt is certainly one of them. Just the fact that uh, Xavier was able to have a good win last night against Butler to prove that they can win without Edmund Sumner uh, in their lineup, which, uh, you know, since his injury, we didn't know if they could win against a good team. So I think that will give uh, the NCAA Tournament Selection Committee uh, enough uh, belief that they are uh, a tournament team, that they will say, okay, even though we haven't seen all that much, Good stuff from you since Sumner got hurt. We've seen enough given the totality of your resume. But Vanderbilt's another team. I mean, was the year that Kentucky, uh, I think it was the Anthony Davis year where Vanderbilt beat Kentucky in the SEC tournament. It wouldn't shock me to see Vanderbilt win the SEC tournament this year. And uh, that could could be one of the things that spring, you know, a, a loss this late, like right before the NCAA tournament could be good for Kentucky to kind of spring them and to almost wake up these these freshmen who can be who are so incredibly talented, but sometimes rely a little bit too much on their talent. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show. He's Reed Forgrave. Follow him on Twitter at Reed Forgrave. That's at Reed Forgrave. And speaking of Kennard, a big sit down with the star at Bleacher Report. You can find it. Reed's got it up there right now again, or on Twitter at Reed Forgrave. Reed, as always, my friend, appreciate it. And when Syracuse gets in, I'll call you Sunday. We'll map out the path to the Final Four. I look forward to it. It sounds great. <laughs> See you, buddy. See you, buddy. Have fun. There's a Reed Forgrave for you right there. Yeah, LeVar Ball already. Because he knows he makes a list. LeVar Ball has a list of people that, that disrespect Lonzo Ball. Oh, there you go, Reed. But you know what? Not pick you might be the, the ones that get to the front of the line because he's going to try to sell you. He's oh, going to try to convince you. I didn't think about that. Right? All right. Okay. Right. Remember, Chris Broussard said yeah. he, he was on his list. Uh-huh. Well, he sat to, He talked to him for quite a while. Okay. So maybe that's the way to jump over all the also-rans is to say a bunch of negative things. I've already no, no, said I his son it. should have been knocked out. I'm I not getting a call for an interview. I got it. Syracuse deserves to be in. If Syracuse is left out and UCLA is in, that's a joke. How about that? <laughs> You're a meathead. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>
Twitter at How About a Fresca live from the Geico Studios. Coming up next, two stories I didn't think we were going to talk about at all tonight, but we kind of have to. I'm very, very excited about Shut it. Shut up, Tim. Only one of them is about you. It's next on Fox. It's Friday. Johnny's in love. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show. Jason and Mike Harmon, what does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more in car insurance? It means you probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. And I mean it, Mike Harmon. If I said to you, today we have two stories. Tim Tebow has a stalker and Johnny Manziel gets engaged. You would tell me you mean they're flipped, right? Because you would think Tebow's going to be the guy to get engaged, and Manziel will be the guy to have a stalker. Well, we don't know for certain that Manziel doesn't have a stalker. Uh, well, we know for certain that Tim Tebow did. We know that he does, mm-hmm. but we don't know categorically that Manziel does not. Uh, this is true. But we do know that Manziel is making big life decisions. Uh, Johnny Manziel is engaged, TMZ, with the story. He is officially engaged to Bree Tiesi. The girl he's been dating since late 2016. Meanwhile, Tim Tebow at spring training today for the Mets didn't hit the ball all that well. However, a woman was arrested for allegedly stalking him. A Colorado woman who had been, quote, looking for and asking questions about Tim Tebow was arrested after ignoring a warning to stay away from the Mets spring training facility. The woman told authorities that she was in a relationship with Tim Tebow, that it's platonic, it's sexual, it's all of the above, and police realize, okay, you're not really with him, you're stalking him. She was arrested, and Tim Tebow, addressing the matter after the game today, said this, quote, I wish her the best, and you know what he's going to do for her? I'm looking all over for you. i got to get out of here, Prano. i got a stage five clinger. Uh, I need more time. Did you hear what I just said to you? Stage five virgin clinger? Let's go. I'm going to start the car. I'm serious. Let's go. So start the car, row the boat, all of those things come together. Uh, no, the audio right from the crime scene, right from of itself. Um, Tebow said about the woman, Michelle Thompson, I wish her the best and just pray for her. I want her to get as much help as she needs as possible. But at the same time, you learn to try to compartmentalize. It's not always easy, but it's something you have to try to do as an athlete. A criminal record search revealed that Thompson had a previous arrest for indecent exposure, though she was not convicted. Spokesperson from the public defender's office said her case has been continued until April 7th. So Tebow's got a stalker and Johnny Manziel is engaged. Well, Manziel, this is the person that helped turn turn him around, get him back to wanting to play you know, football here's the and thing. getting after You know, not, not to be someone to say, oh, here's a, here's a sunny headline and now I'm going to just, you know, poop on it. Um, no, you're you're but, busting out the big the bat like here's you're, you're going all Negan and Johnny, and why why not? Johnny Manziel has been on a redemption tour for the last few months. He tweeted out something that was incendiary and then deleted his Twitter account. Why did he tweet out what he did and then delete it to let everybody know that his account was deleted? Hey, I'm grown up now. I'm deleting my Twitter account. He's on a redemption tour. And what do people like more? Hey, I'm settling down now. I'm going to get married. Now, look, I don't know about the relationship. I just know that someone that needs to convince people that I've changed my life, there's no faster way to do it and better way to do it than say, no, no, I'm with somebody, I'm getting married, my life is stable now. And I I hope, I hope it's real. You know, you're dating for a few months. Look, my wife and I knew nearly right away when we started dating, this was it. So I'm hoping that's what it is. But I was not on a redemption tour. 
You know, I wasn't I wasn't someone who was, I don't know, you were you still know. in the throes of the Yath Jack affair. <laughs> Listen, I stole a mailbox, but I put it back. Now I need to get married so people will like me again. No, I I hope it's real, but I know that when you're trying to rehabilitate your image, you are trying to do things publicly so people will think, okay, you have turned the corner. I hope that that's not what this is, but boy, I'll tell you what, seeing everything the last couple of months is the first thing that came to my mind. Because it was broken on TMZ? It's broke. Did that it's help? Broke. It's Did, broke. Is that part of the equation here? That who it else? ended up on the, enter- the celebrity and oh. entertainment site? Who else do you expect to break stuff like this? I don't know. You're still you pointing to Adam the, Schefter No, you're still that? pointing to the stalker you, that's going after Tim Tebow. Do you expect Jay Glazer to stop working out on Unbreakable with NFL superstars and slides to Lone and go, oh, Johnny Manziel's, Manziel's engaged. I got to have that. Oh, who's going to get it? TMZ. Why not? Because you know why? Because TMZ follows him around with a camera. Eventually, you're going to get something when you do that. Maybe maybe they're on retainer <laughs> for when he does something. I don't know. Who's on the Manziel camera today? Uh, Nick is on it. He's been on it for a week. Yeah, I'm looking. Get off it a little bit. Oh, man, he got engaged today. There was finally something. Now, let's call it what it is, though, for all NFL insiders in the middle of free agency. If that pops up onto their radar from a credible source or Johnny Manziel himself, they're not running with it. Yeah, they're running with it. That's another win. Because hey, he moves the needle. Why are we talking about him? Because people care. Just like Tim Tebow. Every bat, every botch, fly ball, we're paying attention. I'm very, very From the Geico Studios, we Tim. watch him pillar to post. We watch highlights on a loop. Coming up, the Jets didn't do anything in free agency. But speaking of free agents, TJ, Johnny Manziel, no longer a free agent in life. Oh, I thought you were going to say in love. <laughs> and then T-shirt would hit, you know, careless whisper or something. Some people would say love stinks, but not Johnny Manziel. Hey, my, Manziel found love in a Geico studio on a Friday. That's good. Coming up next, a big breaking story from the NFL, Fox. Happy Friday, hour two of the show. <laughs> Jason, what? Mike Harmon from the Geico studios. Call 1-800-947-AUTO. Find out how much you can save. On auto insurance. And also, don't forget, after every show, you can download the podcast, The Jason Smith Show. Right after the show is over, it goes up. Go to iTunes. You can listen to it in its entirety at your leisure. If you miss something, Just iTunes. Do it. Right after the show, it's up and you get it. Rate it. Give us five stars. Give us five stars. We'll love you forever. Don't give us five stars. I will come and I will find you. We'll be How about that? <laughs> Maybe you missed us. Wait, was that a positive or? No, no, well, that's well. It's always a positive with Mike Tomlin. Okay, coming for that ass. Fired up. <laughs> Big night tonight. In the Geico Studios, NFL free agency and trades, NCAA basketball. Got to watch my beloved Northwestern. Congratulations, Wildcats buddy! Take down the Terrapins. Well, yeah. Oh, can I can I hear the final oh, call? This ball game is over, and the Wildcats are going to the Big Ten semifinals for the first time ever. The Northwestern Wildcats have upset the third-seeded Maryland Terrapins, 72-64. It's all over. Legendary voice of Dave Ennett. Harmon's going streaky. I might just down the street here. Never know what's going to happen at 11.01. Might see me. I won't if, be drunk quite that quickly, but we could get there. It's if Friday. You, if you make the final four, will you streak from the corner up to our door? Do it! You yeah. can't say no. no I, how, how do I say no to that? All right. From the corner, we got, you got it? Write it down. From the corner of the street up to the door, we may or may not let him in when he knocks, but he's got a streak from the corner 
up to the door. Golden headphones? That might break Periscope. Oh. Or oh. the internet. Uh, yeah, we have to make sure we... Uh, uh, Beat we, it, we Kardashians. Get, we, get, <laughs> we get close enough to see Harmon's quads and his calves and then kind of just pan up from there. Hey, well, I'm just going to leave the obvious <laughs> jokes to the side. Come on, let me in, let me in, let me in! Yeah, let I'm me stand open the door! I'm not doing a remote outside the Geikel... <laughs> Geico, uh, the Geico, the Geico, Geico, the remote Geico, Hello, Geico. mobile studio. A little cold out there, Frank. <laughs> Twitter at How About a Fresca. Twitter <laughs> at How About a Fresca. The Jason Smith Show. Coming up in a little bit less than fifteen minutes, you will hear from Steve Kerr and Andre Iguodala as Steve Kerr dropped a bombshell in the NBA earlier tonight, announcing that tomorrow's big nationally televised game against the Spurs, a very important game. Not playing will be Steph Curry, Andre Iguodala, Draymond Green, and Clay Thompson. All needing rest after tonight's loss to the Timberwolves. But as crazy as the statement might have been, the NBA game of the week, as it might have been that in this marquee game <laughs> that they advertise in all their primetime show, I, I lost count at the number when I watched The Bachelor on tape delay. So every once in a while. I wow, tune in. really? Sometimes you gotta. You always say, oh, I have no time for TV, Smith. I don't know. You have time for television. I mean, you don't say it like that because you, you know, you're from the Midwest, but, you know, you say it to me all the time. Marginally more articulate. Dad <laughs> Smith! And the depiction contained therein. Why did Syracuse as a game of Fox and Radio? Wow. Disparaging. First off, Intimated that I, I couldn't hold the, the show if he left for the evening. And no, I never out. said that as far as you know. Well, I, the, you know, we can play back the tape. We can have it read back to you. <laughs> Here's why is. Brady's the greatest of all time. We do have that on tape as, in, as in the, well. We can do that in the Geichel studios. In the Geichel. Every time we, Hello, Mr. once Geichel. in a while we misspeak. I want to uh, see if what Geichel, go ahead. Geichel. Be, be afraid. Hang on. Geichel. I'm looking. Did you mean Geico? <laughs> Did you mean gecko? Wait, wait. There is actually a Geico thing. Oh, no, there you go. What is uh, a Geico? Maybe uh, I was referring to a Geico. It listen to Geico. It's something on SoundCloud. Oh, I don't know what it is. I was it, hoping it was like some mystical creature. Then there's that an, hasn't been seen in thousands of years, but they can tell. No, listen. You do Geico like my calves. You do Geico, and it says, "Did you mean Geico?" And then there's the Geico on SoundCloud, and then there's someone named Eichel. Whose first name is G, so you get Geichel. <laughs> I don't. I don't know why we had to make such a big deal Geichel. of it. I I will make sure to keep notes of, of every other. Uh, <laughs> I, mis- buddy, you're happy. I understand. Northwestern won again. Well, you know what? Yeah. I, I you're happy, buddy. I condensed two words. I tried to make a contraction that really didn't make a whole lot of sense. Geico is one word. You try but to condense. Geico no, is one I, word. But I took. I wanted to do mobile in Geico, <laughs> and Geico, and ended up as in Geico, the Geico studio. And I inverted it. I was now I was speaking Spanish, where the <laughs> adjective was coming after. But Me. when we're looking at that game, you know, as much as Steve Kerr is causing a firestorm, Andre Iguodala, when when pressed for comment, mm-hmm. he hadn't been heard. Of this plan. Yeah. <laughs> so that that's going to be a little more incendiary. So it's a story that's gaining momentum. We'll have that coming up in a little bit less than 10 minutes from now. Meanwhile, everybody's going crazy. Oh, the Patriots are going to win the Super Bowl again. Everybody. R-E-L-A-X. R-E-L-A-X. 
The Patriots trade their 2017 first-round pick to the Saints in exchange for wide receiver Brandon Cooks. The Patriots are also trading a third-round pick, and they get the Saints' fourth-round pick in return. So basically it's Brandon Cooks and a fourth-round pick to the New England Patriots in exchange for a first-round pick and a third-round pick. The 30, which might as well be a second-round pick. Yeah, it's the number 32 I mean, overall. Number 32. Yes. Technically, well, you're paying them first-round money. You are. But it's not like the NBA where, where that's that big a deal. <laughs> Everybody is losing their minds over this story. Oh, the pen, look at And then what did the Jets do? The Jets sign a long snapper and a kicker. Okay, it's just a coincidence. <laughs> this happened. I, mean, I don't know why they signed Chandler Catanzaro. He's coming off a horrible year. He's a weapon. He was the second worst kicker in the NFL. Let's go get a guy who stunk, but. Well, they signed Arizona signs Phil Dawson. who's like 47 <laughs> years old. He is. He's older he's than I am. But he's still very accurate. But. Everybody's going crazy. Brandon Cooks is talented. However, look at this from reality. Anybody in the league could have had Brandon Cooks. We knew three days ago when this story broke, and I'm sure it was leaked by the Saints, so they could let it be known that Brandon Cooks is available and someone could come in with a big offer. And so they let it be known that this is what we're talking about with the Patriots. There was a couple of scenarios, and it was either a Malcolm Butler for Brandon Cooks trade, or it was a... Brandon Cooks for the Patriots' first-round pick and something else. Right Now, this story gets out there. Any team that really wanted Brandon Cooks could have said, we picked 27th. I'd love Brandon Cooks. He's young. He's talented. Let's go get him. Any team could have done that. They could have called and said, oh, we heard we saw this rumor. Uh, We'd like to give you the number 27 pick, and we'll do the third, fourth. And the Saints would have said yes. When you say that Bill Belichick always fleeces teams, always does this, I, I give this to you. When he finds guys in free agency, I get it. When he when he trades for a guy that is a sixth or seventh round pick and turns into something, that's scouting and that's him seeing something that he can fit into a system. But Brandon Cooks is, quote, a star player. And he, he had a good year last year. But if the team that knows him the best is ready to trade him when he's 23 years old, and, and don't give me this crap about, oh, we had to trade it because he was due a $700,000 roster bonus on Monday. It's seven hundred grand. That's nothing. That's nothing. It's not like he was due a ten million dollar roster bonus. We had to trade him. We had to save seven hundred thousand well, dollars on the roster bonus. Salary for the year was still under grand. two two million for this year. The fact that they still would have had him, he would have been cheap, and they still decided to trade him. They know him better than anybody. The same thing with Kirk Cousins and the Redskins. Everybody who thinks, "Oh, Kirk Cousins is great," look, Kirk Cousins is talented. But the fact the team that knows him the best is still, eh, I don't know about signing him long-term. Now, now what to be tell fair, you? you have to put a big asterisk on the Washington Redskins We well, don't know right who's now. doing it right now. It you don't like know who's in charge. I yeah. mean, right, it's Daniel Snyder on a dartboard. I mean, we're, we're not quite sure exactly how things are being run. So I, I think we, we we put that off in its own well, okay. bucket. But this is a story that's now two and a half years old. Signing, we sign Kirk Cousins. We're going to have they gotten any better in that front office? You could argue that it's actually slowly declined let's, and it's finally melted. Let's call Mike Mayock. He's going to wind up being the new GM of the Redskins, as was reported today. So <laughs> and he walks into the room and they've got the big board of all of their players. Jag. He's a jag. Jag. Hey, jag. Ah, jag plus. Jag. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, do we give uh, Kirk Cousins Mike? No, he's a jag. Next, that guy, he's a jag too. Can we get out of that put contract? That in, hey, put that in the jag. <laughs> Let's get out of that Terrell Pryor contract. Why? He's a jag. He's just a guy. That would be hysterical. Yeah, but he has upside. But, <laughs> but think about this, Brandon Cooks. Number one, the team, like I said, 
I know the Saints want to get better defensively, and that's their whole plan. We know we have to get better defensively. But they're not going to trade a guy who is young and under team control for not a lot of money unless they know they can be just as good without him. For whatever reason, they felt we can part ways with Brandon Cooks. And teams just don't do that. Can I give you a wonderful statistical breakdown do that. of Go this ahead. past year of Brandon Cooks? Surely. In three games, he amassed 43% of his receiving yardage and five of his eight touchdowns. Feast or famine. Good. When you take him into a team like New England where they're not going to press mm-hmm. because the defense is always good, maybe not great, but good, and you add Gilmore, you trade a second rounder for Coney Ely, you bring him in, that's very quiet other deal of the day, which was a pretty nice haul for the Patriots. But their their defense is always competitive. So Brandon Cooks can come in, and as long as he's willing to accept the role, he's going to get his five or six balls a game. They'll stretch the field, take one or two shots downfield again. The game. guy doesn't like running clear-out routes. What's he going to do in New England? Run clear-out routes. Oh, that was the whole thing, Brandon Cooks. But, he'll, but so... he'll do it in New England. No, he's not. Really? guys. For a year. Guys don't want yeah, to do he it, needs, he do it. He needs a second contract. He'll if, do it for a year if, in New England. If the big rumor, the big talk was that he was becoming a guy that won't run Pat. Randy Moss stopped doing it at the end. If he's 23, 24 years old, he won't run clear-out routes, he's not going to keep doing it in New England. All right, And, and, and what's he going to do when he only catches three or four passes a game? Because it's not going to be like the Saints where he's going to get 10 or 11 targets. That's not going to happen. James White will get more targets because that's what Brady likes to do. But even going into the Cooks numbers, right, they completed 66% of the passes thrown his way. Again, a couple of plays made up a very large amount of his receiving yardage. Doesn't dismiss him altogether, but Drew Brees behind what was an awful defense was throwing the ball 45, 50 times a game. New England's not going to do that. So it's going to be a reality check really quickly of, hey, you come in and you know how this system works. You're either in or you're out. And I've got to imagine they've at least kicked the tires to get him to understand that even if he's only a one-year guy, he can come in, he can win, he can play a big part, and it'll, it'll look the part if he goes through it to where he can go get his big free agency contract of an Alshon Jeffrey or whatever next year. Look, the guy's got talent. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't don't get me wrong. The guy's got talent. Watching him play this year, he can fly. But – He's playing in a pass-happy system, and they want to turn the page on him. This is not Bill Belichick snaking someone out from under everybody. Everybody in the NFL had a chance to get him, and they didn't do it. Stop with the Brandon Cooks is bringing the Super Bowl to the Patriots. He's going to run clear-out routes. He'll catch four passes a game. Instead of Malcolm Mitchell catching passes, it's going to be Brandon yeah, Cooks Yeah, but they were already passes. winning the Super Bowl, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> Not it's, if Tom falls off a cliff like everybody says, and Jimmy Garoppolo is going to come in. Watch out. Unless Tom legitimately falls off a cliff. This is overrated. This is oh, the, the Brandon Cooks trade, he's got talent. It's overrated. Trust me. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show, Twitter. At How About a Fresca, we are live from the Geico Studios. Do it live! Coming up next, the big breaking story in the NBA. Plenty of stars are out of the NBA game of the week. Wait till you hear the reaction when the Warriors players found out they weren't playing tomorrow against the Spurs. Fox. Dear Greg Popovich, I don't want to play your stars every night, even in back-to-back games. But I'm one up in you now. I'm not playing Steph, Draymond, not playing Clay, not playing AI either. Not that AI, the other AI. So good luck. We're only gonna play seven, because that's all we have on the bench. Your move, Pop. 
P.S. This is Kerr. We're keeping the one seed, too. I'm sorry. Did you say onesie? I said one seed. One seed. You're not, one, you're not winning one, one seed. You'll be lucky one if you're the three after all this goes haywire. Uh, if you think your March Madness bracket can beat ours, compete head-to-head against my bracket and Mike's bracket for free. Go to foxsportsradio.com. Click the link at the top of the homepage to enter. That's foxsportsradio.com. You compete against me and Mike in your March Madness brackets. Jason Smith Show, click on it. You'll see it. Have a lot of fun. Again, foxsportsradio.com, the link on the top of the homepage. We'll get the picks out there. Mm-hmm. We're all registered right now. Oh, yeah. Just got to wait for selection We got you Sunday. into the account and everything. Absolutely. <laughs> we got you locked and loaded. Come in, smack talking, encourage. Let's keep it clean so it's potentially worthy of hitting the airwaves. You just went, uh, said Caesar in Greece. Keep it clean. Got to keep let's, it clean. Let's keep it clean. Meanwhile, tonight, Breaking story in the NBA about an hour or so old. The Golden State Warriors lost the Timberwolves tonight by a point. And what happened afterwards really is gaining much more attention. After losing tonight, Steve Kerr, Warriors head coach after the 103-102 defeat in which we saw Steph Curry shoot just 10 for 27, one out of eight from three-point range, said Steph Curry... Draymond Green, Klay Thompson, and Andre Iguodala would not play in Saturday's NBA Game of the Week televised coast-to-coast on ABC against the San Antonio Spurs. They are all going to be DNP CDs for rest on the second night of back-to-backs. Kerr explained his decision a little while ago. It's my call, um, and it's uh, it's the right thing to do in terms of the uh, the way the season is playing out and the way the minutes have gone and KD's injury. Just, it's the right thing to do. He announces this. And then, of course, the questions following go to all the players. Andre Iguodala, how do you feel about being rested tomorrow night against the Spurs and what could be the biggest regular season game of the year for you guys? We taking tomorrow? You, Steph, Oh, no, no clue. Do what master say. Do what master say. He would later say, obviously, he was joking. <laughs> wow. We'll have him back before. You're going to miss the game tomorrow night. Oh, my God. I'm just kidding. You'll be there for tip-off. So, already without Kevin Durant, the Warriors are resting their four best players. The Spurs are playing without Kawhi Leonard. Number one, why is this game even still being televised? Why do we even play the games if something like this happens? But before we get to Because you're the, cheering for laundry, Jason uh, Smith, nah, and the machine rolls on. You ask all those people that said, you know, I spent 40% over face value because this is a hot ticket. Warriors and the Spurs, I can't wait for this one. Fire oh, you mean, beware. You mean n- n- nobody's playing? I mean, really? Nobody's playing? I'm not feeling really? bad for them. Pal Gasol's the best player on the floor. <laughs> It happens. It's the one game you decided to go to. Unfortunately, you're playing into where you have two teams that, for their own reasons and very differing reasons right now, would choose that tact. Unfortunately for Spurs fans and those that want to go see Kawhi Leonard, he's got a concussion. This isn't even gamesmanship at this point. And when we look at the Warriors, Steve Kerr, obviously, in a funk. He's been angry. Angry at officials going up and down the sideline. He's broken many a clipboard. It's a good thing mm-hmm. you can buy him in bulk at yep. Costco. But, and you've got an offense that's right now, it's broken. 
Steph Curry can't hit a shot. Where is he? Derek Carr took he the just, night off. Where is he? Tight shirt. You just said the offense is broken. He was there. He, he just said broke. it was broken. I did the where dramatic you, man? dramatic pause in the whole nine yards. I mean, that was setting up for a punchline for you to just take a big swing and do a bat flip like you were Yasiel Puig tonight it, in spring Tyshirt. training. Tyshirt, if you're going to be drunk, you got to be drunk at 10 after 11. Okay, my bad. Okay, you got you got to still work between between I'll, 8 and 11. <laughs> but there he goes. Hey, where's he <laughs> the engineer is drunk. But here's the reality, and I'm sorry, Warrior fans. Oh, by the way, KNBR, I'm ready for my interview anytime. But here's the still reality. Still haven't called? No, they haven't called me. Is no. it because Drew Brees is still on hold? He's still waiting. Oh. No one else can get through. Okay. The Golden State Warriors are the biggest front runners in the NBA. This goes to show just how talented they are, because for two years, they have faced little to zero adversity. When teams win championships, yes, you see once in a while a team like the Patriots, they lose Rob Gronkowski for the year, they still find a way to win the Super Bowl. But by and large, all teams that win and get far have one thing in common. The adversity they face, whether it's in the form of strife, disappointing players, or injury, is non-existent. The Mets getting to the World Series, they had all their pitchers stay healthy. It was a great run. They traded for Cespedes. It was awesome. Every team has that happen. But then when you have injuries, then you struggle. This is the Golden State Warriors. They are the biggest front-running team in the NBA. They're not built to win knockdown, dragout battles. They're not built to go back and forth in the final minute of a game and have somebody hit a game-winning shot. They knew it during the finals last year, which is why they went out to get Kevin Durant. We need the guy with the ball in his hand at the end of games when things start getting close. But what adversity have the Warriors faced in two years? Twice. And this is it. In two full bleeping years, this is what the Warriors' adversity has faced. Draymond Green getting suspended at the end of Game 4 of the NBA Finals last year. What happened after that? The Warriors lost three games in a row. They were on their heels, and suddenly they faced adversity in not having Draymond Green, and that let the Cavaliers back in the series, and they won. That's your first bit of adversity. The second bit of adversity has been Kevin Durant getting injured. He's been hurt for a week, and already the Warriors are punting on the number 1 seed. What Steve Kerr is doing right now is basically saying – I don't know what the mental makeup of this team is going to be if we play for the number one seed and don't get it. So what I'm going to do now is punt on it. It's more important we get our players rest. We're not going to play for the number one seed because if we play for it and don't get it, I don't know what this does to the team. Because after a week of KD being out, there's no circle in the wagons. There's none of that. You're in full panic mode. This is the biggest game of the year. You want to rest guys? You rest the guy. You rest the guys before the Timberwolves game. You rest them tonight and say, hey, we're going to try to do it, but we're saving all our big guns for Saturday night. This is a very big game. We want the number one seed. We want to play four out of seven at home and not have to play in San Antonio more than we have to. But instead, this is where it's at. It's desperation because the Warriors are mentally fragile. They have always been a mentally fragile team. Any little bit that comes up, it's the worst thing in the world. Aisha Curry can't stay away from Twitter. All the NBA is fixed. Ah, look at this. Oh, my God, my God. And they lost the NBA fun. They can't. They can't deal with it at all. JaVale McGee is on Shacked and a Fool for months. It's a bit. It's a bit on television. And what happens? Kevin Durant decides, oh, I have to defend my teammate on this and turn it into a national story. They can't deal with it. They're mentally fragile. If I am another team in the NBA, I see today as a day the door is open, and now I know I keep going at them because I know I can get inside their heads. And right now Steve Kerr is trying to figure stuff out because you know – 
Draymond Green, his relationship is not very good. Uh, you know that right away. You know the, the locker room. We've heard all the stories. All the insiders say things are very tenuous there because of this relationship. Now they're facing adversity, and look at what's going on. They're melting down to an extent. That's what's happening with the. Now it's not all doom and gloom. They're still a great team, but this shows you they are not mentally strong. Well, for this one, it's the curious time to call timeout on your season. You know, right? You're in the middle of a run, and the opponent's getting away from you, and now you're gonna you're gonna call the the timeout after the damage uh, is done, and and you need to to step up, and you need to have that big defensive stop as your lead is dwindling. That the microcosm of the 48-minute game is now translated to what their season is after a few rough starts and Steph Curry's shooting funk, which goes back a couple of games before Durant got hurt. He was already struggling with the shot. But now we're we're looking for Steve Kerr that if he's going to sit four of the, what, seven or eight guys that really get any minutes. <laughs> in, in the Chris game. Mullen will be playing tomorrow night. Hey, we got run TMC coming off the bench. I'm going to go again. find one of those old bobbleheads <laughs> that I had that was so steady and flat that you could put a beer on it. But that's where we're at is, is you're stopping, stopping the fight now. You're stopping to call the timeout now in a game that you need to, to prove – this is the game where you can prove your medal and you can prove what you are against the Spurs and you choose not to take that fight. What message does that send? Is that galvanizing a locker room? I find it to be much the opposite. Yeah, because they're mentally fragile and Steve Kerr is trying to figure out a way to keep them the whole power of positive thinking. Right, because if they lose this game, does that mean he's lost them? That That's really what he's yeah. setting it up right now as if we're going to go pop psych psychologist uh, off of this announcement fox sports radio the jason smith show jason mike Harmon, are you single are you dating on match if you are single and not dating on match you're really missing out start searching and connecting for free today at match.com that's match.com 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 m-a-t-c-h.com did you know mike Harmon? okay outside of flirting at the bar yeah, or a laundromat at the gym is the most successful place that singles say is to flirt. They love to flirt at the gym. I'll be honest. Back in the early college days, I, I screwed that up oftentimes. Really? Yeah, we'd be working out and you know at the gym uh, early in the a.m. Right, mm-hmm. and someone would be like, "Hey, can you show me how to use that equipment?" I always be like, "Yeah, sure. Here, what you need to do," and I'd give the <laughs> full-on instruction, and then. I'd get smacked in the head minutes later. What are you doing? You blew it. These so stats, pick up on those. You blew it. These stats on the way from Match.com. Don't be Mike Harmon. Get on Match.com. Meet somebody. And if someone says, can you show me how to use this weight? Then you got to know how to respond. You can't I'm just very, say, very excited shut about up, it. Tim. But that's Come how on. I responded. I'm trying to be sexy. You're playing Tim Tebow. Twitter at How About a Fresco live from the Geico Studios in one minute. Wait till you hear what Draymond Green had to say following the big Warriors laws. Tick, 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 tick. Remember, if it blows up for Golden State, he's the guy with his hands in the dynamite button. Meep, meep. But first, here's what's trending. Fox Sports Radio, happy Friday. The Jason Smith Show. Jason Mike Harmon live from the Geico Studios where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more in car insurance. That means you should go on to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. Don't forget, 
You can download the entire podcast of the Jason Smith Show right after we get done. It goes right up. Go to iTunes. You can get it in its entirety. You want to hear us talking about the Warriors, about Brandon Cooks, about Tony Romo. You can learn what a Geichel is. You can ex- Tonight you would learn what a Geichel is. iTunes, the Jason Smith Show. Download, listen to it. Give us a rating. Give us five stars. I will love you all forever. And if you don't, Justin Frostberg will hunt you down and bring LeVar Ball with him. So what have I said about the Warriors when it's coming to when it blows up? And it will blow up because nothing gold can stay. We know this. The guy with his finger on the TNT button is going to be Draymond Green. I don't know. Are they going to write another letter to TNT to argue about something? (laughs) Some story they did? How dare you make fun of Sean Livingston? That was ridiculous. Shaq, let's fight, you and I. We find out after the loss of the Timberwolves tonight, the Warriors are going to rest their four best players tomorrow. Kevin Durant already out. Steph Curry won't play. Klay Thompson won't play. Draymond Green, Andre Iguodala will not play in the big showdown against the San Antonio Spurs. The Spurs can catch the Warriors in the loss column for the number one seed. We spent some time the last few minutes talking about how great a front-runner team the Warriors are, but the minute adversity hits a couple of times, they don't know how to handle it. The door is open in the NBA. Whether you realize it or not, the door is open in the NBA to move on and have your hopes and dreams about winning an NBA championship. It's not open for everybody, but the door's open for a few teams to get in. But at some point, and this is a point we – we go back and forth with Chris Broussard on when he's on the show with us every week, and I spent time the herd with him last Friday, about Draymond Green's the guy that's going to blow things up. Well, we have to check in on Draymond Green and find out what he had to say following the loss tonight, knowing that he and his the other three best players on the team are going to have Saturday off when they take on San Antonio. That's cool. Do you feel like it's potentially a statement to the league about this stretch that it's it's ABC? Yeah, I don't know. Um, that that's not up to me. I don't I don't know if it's a statement. I mean, me personally, I think it's for the you know for for us to be better down the stretch. You know, for us to get a little rest and you know gear up, and get back in a groove. I think that's what it's about. I don't really think you know you. I mean, you're more or less saying. We don't care if we win or lose this game tomorrow. Or you're more or less saying you don't care if we lose, pretty much. And I don't think you you lose a game to say screw the league. You know, you do that for the for the better health of your team. And so I think that's what it's all about. I know that's what it's all about. He so, tried to really convince himself at the end. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. Because you know how he changed his Wait, answer like three times. I think, I think yeah, that's – and that's a bad spot for him yeah. to be put in, though, right? It's like when when we <laughs> we saw Demarcus Cousins traded uh, after the All Star game. He's in a media scrum. <laughs> Dude comes walking in like Pete Rose. Remember what he did to C.J. Nitkowski? Pete and Rose, slid, and he slides into frame on uh-huh. FS1. Same uh-huh. kind of thing. Media guy slides into frame and starts telling him. By the way, you've been traded. Really? Mm. Huh? How about that? Yeah, so it's the same kind of thing here. All the players are hearing it for the first time by a media member. Hey, you got tomorrow off. I do. He got his answer in the middle when we started to get trouble when he said, you know, what you're saying is you don't care if we lose tomorrow. And then he's realizing, "Uh uh-oh, wait a minute. Wait, we just said we don't care if we Uh, lose tomorrow. I don't think it's about screwing the league. All right, good. Did I escape that for now? Nope. It's all on the magic of. Video and audio tape and digital transference. You know, but let's get to this. This that is of true it. because I understand it's difficult. It's not the best thing in the world to play in back-to-back nights. It's hard. I get it. 
I get that in the NFL, you don't want to play on Thursday nights. But you know what? Suck it up. Stop crying that you play too much basketball. Stop crying that, oh, we play. You're, you're, you're asking once or twice a year to play on a Thursday night. It's a nationally televised game. It's a big deal. Everybody's watching it. It's big for what you do for a living. It helps put money in your pocket and clothes on your back and, and Lamborghinis in your garage. It helps you. You know what? You got to play the second night of back-to-back. It's, it's, the, it's the game of the week. It's the NBA game of the week. Got to play back-to-back. Suck it up. We're not asking you to go lift heavy machinery or do something death-defying. We're asking you to play a basketball game one night after you have just played one. Stop with the falling on the sword of, oh, my, this is the worst thing in the world to ask us. You're paid to be an NBA player. If you're healthy, you play in the games. All right? I get in Major League Baseball, you need a day off now and again. You play every single day. There's no room for practice. There's no room to get better off the field. You're playing every single day. So once in a while, a guy needs a day off. The NBA, you play three days a week. Okay, play three. So you got to play basketball two nights in a row. I get you're playing hard, but it's what you do. When basketball players finish the season, do they stop playing basketball? No, they keep going out playing. So this is why I don't really have that much sympathy because all guys do in the offseason is go play basketball. That's when you should bleep and rest. You know, after LeBron James wins a championship, there's video four days later. Look at this uh, big-time scrimmage he has in Nevada going on in Vegas with Dwayne Wade and a couple other guys. What are you doing playing full-court games four days after winning the finals? Take some time off. But no, no, all they want to do is play basketball. So I get it. Play as much as you want. But then don't cry and moan and complain. Oh, we got to play back-to-back. Stop. It's not the worst. It's not an occupational hazard that's so awful that, oh, my, this back-to-back games, it's, it's causing me. It's one of the things you have to do 10 days a year. You know what? I can't call our boss, Scott Shapiro, and say, you know what, Scott? I've done back-to-back-to-back-to-back shows this week. I need off on Friday. Wait a minute. We hired no you to do the show off. five days a week. No yeah, I know off. you hired me, but I need a day off here. and I don't, I don't want to burn a vacation day, so I'm just going to take tomorrow off because, you know, just give me a rest day. No, Wait, a full, a, a full day ahead? You, <laughs> sometimes. Yeah, I, that's kind of a big I, deal. Okay, it is, it is a good notice. I mean, you can run that all the way sure. to uh, just minutes. <laughs> but I had to be okay. Sorry, boss. I, I gotta go have lunch. I can't. Uh, I, I can't be here. I gotta. I gotta just. I gotta just go. No. No. Nobody can do that. You know why? Because I'm contracted to do a show five days a week and to take my allotted vacation, and that's what I do. NBA players are contracted to play 82 games a year. And when you want to sit here and stop and go, oh, screw that. I would love Adam Silver would win every fan in the world over with a phone call to Steve Kerr saying, no, blank you. You're playing your guys tomorrow night. I don't, I don't give a crap. You can get rest. You could have sat your guys tonight. You are playing your guys tomorrow night. I don't know how legal that would be because I'm sure the NBA Players Association would be a little upset. But he, I, I mean, they've screwed a lot of things that. up. I don't think they've given that one up <laughs> yet, Shaq. Until it's uh, bargained into you have to play your guys the average of their minutes on nationally televised games. I want to see 33 minutes out of Steph and not a minute less. But that's the thing, though, is that th- this isn't about getting a day of rest, even if that's what they want to spin it. Mm-hmm. This is Draymond alluded to it. Of we kind of got to get right. It wasn't. It wasn't a matter of worrying down tick-tock, the stretch. Tick-tock. And you look at their schedule going forward after the Spurs, Sixers, Magic, Bucks at home. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show, Twitter at How About a Fresca. Coming up next, a big time sports personality wishes all of his enemies were dead. Fox, this is for you, Bob Knight. It's for you, Bobby. It's for you, Johnny Manziel, getting engaged. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show. Jason, Mike Harmon. I was going to say, Bob Knight's more of the red wedding, (laughs) isn't it? 
and TJ from a white wedding to a red and purple wedding. Joffrey, what does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more in car insurance? It means you probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. Well, we are in the throes in the middle of conference championship week. We saw some teams improving their resume. We got UCLA and Arizona going on now from Vegas as we watch from the Geico studios. Right now, it looks like, according to Joe Lenardi's latest projection, Syracuse, USC are two of the last four teams in the tournament right now. Again, depending on how the rest of things shake out. But it wouldn't be an NCAA tournament without a good Bob Knight story. No. Or as they would say in Philadelphia, that uh, uh, Bob Knight. Uh, Bob, Bob Knight. Bob Knight's got a story. Bobby Knight, legendary Indiana and Texas Tech head coach, was on the Dan Patrick Show earlier today with Dan. And Dan brought up, hey, you know, Bobby, it's been over 15 years since you've been let go, fired by Indiana after video service of him choking one of his players during practice with his hand around his neck. Very You're public fired. at the time. And Dan wanted to know if, hey, could Bobby ever let bygones be bygones and go back to Indiana? Because Bobby has not been back there since he was fired. I have no interest in ever going back to that university. Most of those people aren't, aren't, aren't all those people out of there, though, Coach? I hope they're all dead. Well, I know some of them are, but um, I don't know. I, I, well, I, I hope the rest of them go. I hope they're all dead, and I hope the rest of them go. Now, Dan, now, is, he really doesn't mean that they're dead. No, 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 he doesn't. Listen, Dan's one <laughs> like, of the best. Please. <laughs> Dan is one of the best interviewers in the world, and even he was taken a bit by surprise. And Bob Knight said, I hope they're all dead. I hope they're all dead. Miles Brand, who was the president, you did die about seven or eight years ago. But here's Bobby Knight saying he wishes that everybody that took part in his dismissal was dead. Now, I will tell you this about hate. And if you watch Billions with uh, Damien Lewis, no, okay, he had a line in this well, week's it's got, episode. Got uh, Jim Otti in there too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He says WNBC, and Maggie Siff from from Sons of Anarchy is in it too. He was talking to a character this week, and he said WNBC, WNBC, and he said. Hate is a limitless resource. You can always draw on it to give you energy. I'm really proud of you that you didn't go all Yoda on me. That's good. <laughs> w- no. Yeah, yeah, just leave it there. Hate is a limitless resource. He says it, you can always call on it. It will always be there for you. I understand Bob Knight and how he feels. Not that I ever wish death on people because, look, I always I always get to the point where I think about someone's family. And go, oh, but there are some people. No, I, the larger thing is... Y- I would hope at some point you just stop caring. No, you see, some people do and some people don't. And I get Bob Knight because I'm like that a little bit. There's times when I think of people who in my life, that look, I'm not saying I'm, I was the, the greatest guy in the world. I'm sure there's people that think, oh, that Jason Smith, he screwed me. Oh, I've already said I'll see you in hell. All right. Well, good. I mean, you're on a list with a bunch of other folks. But, but, I, yeah. th- but I think about people and their comeuppance, and I go, boy, if I ever get a chance to screw that person in my future, they can count on getting screwed. And I, you know, I still think about it. And, you know, people say hate is a bad thing. No, not all hate is bad. I, there's, a, there's a group of people. I would say maybe five or seven people where I think, you know, I, I really would like another go. I'd lot, like to see what goes around comes around with this person. People who, for reasons that I am very comfortable saying I had no part in, in doing anything to them, 
I really would like. I really would like a chance to, you know what, I'd really like you to come across paths with me again because I would screw you in the biggest way possible. And now that's going to be a drop that lives forever. Well, it's already been marked off a couple of times. You know, I, I, you know, I never, I never think to the point where I want them to die or like that. And I think about if they lost their job, they have a family and they have kids and all that. But I still think about it. I still think about stuff like that. But, but that's just it. I mean, it's human nature. When, when that comes up, I mean, a lot of it is you're too busy doing your own thing to worry about it. But then you'll see it in the trades. You'll see it in, you know, whatever old, in stuff coming from your high school to beg you mm-hmm. for money with a couple of notes attached to it of what people are doing. And you see a name. I'm sure there's. There's moments, and you have the flashbacks to some horrible moments. People saying Bob Knight should get over it. I can't tell him to do that. I can't. No, that's a big. It's, deal. it's like whenever we Indiana? get through this, especially the way it all went down. You know, the late Neil Reed. That mm-hmm. that that was what it was all about. And and you'd look at that as much as everybody had seen him as a hothead, and some of those great you know golfing videos that mm-hmm. he used to do. Those were fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> That that changed the way he was looked at forever. Yeah, some of the some of the stories I are, are twenty years old, where I think once in a while I'd like to come across them again, even though it's never going to happen. Still happens. It could. Hate is a limitless resource. Now you'll see them all in hell. Coming up next, two big stories from the NFL, including the latest on Tony Romo. I hope they're all dead. Fox Sports Radio final hour. Jason, Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios. Where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more in car insurance. More info, visit geico.com. Right now, 16 minutes to go in the second half. Marquee matchup of the night, not named North Carolina Duke, Arizona and UCLA. And Arizona is now out to a 51 40 lead over the Bruins. Still 16 minutes left to go, a lot of time left. TJ Leaf has 11. Lonzo Ball, two points, three assists, and four turnovers. Not LeVar- exactly. <laughs> the not exactly what Lavar Ball had in mind. That the the brand is suffering a little bit tonight. Mm, on a, big stage. a little bit, maybe not better than Steph Curry tonight. Although Curry didn't you have know a what? big night tonight either. You know what? He's um not worse at this point. <laughs> Uh, Markinen's got 14, and Alonzo Trier has 13 uh, for Arizona, who is shooting 7 for 14 from three-point range uh, to have a nine-point lead in this one, now 51-42. Again, a lot of time left, 16 minutes left to go. Number one seed in the NCAA tournament, likely at stake with this game. Mm, stake. But two big stories from the NFL today. The first one involves Tony Romo. No, no, no. There's no destination. Everything is still as it was a day ago. The Broncos are interested in Tony Romo. The Cowboys are interested in trading him. The Texans are interested in Tony Romo, but not interested in trading for him. Thus, we are at an impasse. Then this story gets out today. Fox has let it be known they would like Tony Romo in their booth as an analyst. They would like him to... Become an analyst in games, replacing John Lynch, who left to become the GM of the San Francisco 49ers. So they want Tony Romo in the booth. As much as I say I don't want Tony Romo, and Tony Romo is done, if you are Romo and you still think you have football left in you, keep trying to play. I mean, just personally now, my, my feelings out of it. 
as far as what I think. You know me. I don't want Romo. He's just going to get hurt. Something's going to happen. I can't trust him anymore to stay on the field and stay upright. But from his perspective, the booth is calling for you. You know what? You're a big name. You've been a, you've been a pretty polarizing guy for the better part of the last 15 years. Fans love you. A lot of fans think you're overrated. The broadcast a lot of fans booth, who only saw two games of his career, but that's okay. <laughs> the broadcast booth will always be there. You jump to the booth, you're done as NFL player. You jump and you're done. And I remember when Boomer Esiason made the jump in the mid-'90s. He was a can't-miss guy, right? Boomer Esiason, oh, my God, this guy's going to be the biggest superstar in the world. And he jumped to TV, and what happened? He floundered, he got fired, and now Boomer Esiason has found his way, obviously. He's got a big-time radio show, and he's on CBS, NFL. But he could have gone to the broadcast booth anytime. He had a big career renaissance after he flamed out with the Jets, went back to the Bengals, played really well. They wanted to give him a bigger contract. Nope, he wanted to go to the broadcast booth. If you still feel you can play, play. Because as Phil Simms is fond of saying, and there's not many things Phil Simms has ever said that made me go, wow. That's something, because normally what Phil Simms says, I can say watching a game. Well, this is the part where Phil Simms says, oh, if a quarterback wears a glove, he loses his feel for the football, and maybe the ball flutters a little bit. The one thing Phil Simms has always said I think about is that whenever there is somebody that thinks they're done playing football, think about it and keep playing, because life after football is long. It's long for you to not play football, to not play until you got every ounce out of you. And if you feel that way, and Tony Romo feels, he doesn't want to retire. Tony Romo wants to go play. He says he's not done. He wants to keep playing. The booth will be there. If you're done, if you stink, and this is your last year, then Fox will hire you next year. You're Tony Romo. You think they're not going to? Of course it will. People will go for you because you're Tony Romo. You're a good-looking guy. You're on TV. You can talk about banging Jessica Simpson. All these great stories you could tell. I mean, I just made that up there because, you know, I'd like to hear him tell that story. But. It will always be there. Wait and go to the booth. If you still feel you can play, go play. Well, that that was what people were trying to dissect of the goodbye video. Was that really a goodbye and that he's retired? He's had to have contemplated, I'm sure, given his luck and his health and the family circumstances the last couple of years. But when you look out at the sea of quarterbacks, what guys are getting paid, guys that haven't done nearly what you have in the league and you feel you got a couple of throws left, and you've got potential contenders that are looking at you. This is an also rans to sell a couple of tickets and be relevant on you know the NFL ticket and your fantasy zone of hey Tony Romo for the Jaguars threw another touch. No, no, no. These are two teams that can contend <laughs> in the AFC as they they try to upend and chase the Patriots when we're talking about Denver and Houston. So part part of this release it comes from Schefter. That comes from sources that Fox is is thinking about this and pushing. Is is that just to push the narrative along so we don't have to draw this out to June first or to the draft and anything? You know, is it just the all right? Let's see if we can stick a poker in there and and get things Look, moving. Because you know, otherwise, it's it's a nothing story. But it's Romo, a, yeah, Romo's had the thing is, and, and you're right because if Romo was going to retire. He had a lot of time to think about it this year. They've been he was staying injured. around for a long time. And then you have the they, they haven't played for a long time. He knows, he's known where his destinies lie if he's going to keep playing in the NFL. He's either going to go to Denver or he's going to go to Houston. He knows. He knows that's where it is. And maybe this is just one of those things where, hey, it's a crazy story because Fox, hey, we got some headlines and 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 we talked to Tony Romo. Maybe Tony Romo's not. Let's throw it out there. 
and maybe if he's thinking about retiring, we're ahead of the curve on it. I think that's more what it is for Fox saying, hey, just in case, what what does it hurt to throw that out? And just in case Tony says, oh, yes, I'd love to do that. Then, well, well, we you didn't you think sail about up it. the test balloon and see what public yeah. reaction is, but what insider reaction is, what media say about it. And to a person, you're going to say, yeah, we'd love to have Tony Romo there. He's always been good with a quote, pretty good in interviews, good sense of humor. Why not? But if he was going to retire, he would have done it. He would, he would have been, okay, I'm not, maybe not right after the season, but you know what, like I said, you know what your future is. It's either go to Denver or go to Houston and play. You know it. Well, it was that next doctor's checkup after the season ended, after he had his cup of coffee, right, and he, and he led that touchdown drive. The next time he went into a doctor and they looked at things like, where am I? Because let's face it, the, the injuries he's had aren't normal injuries. I mean, that's the thing that's out here. They're kind of freak, oddball things, particularly last year's injury. As he goes to slide, does so awkwardly, and gets touched just enough to where it's broke. <laughs> that's right. It broke in, but that's okay. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show. Jason, Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios. Meanwhile, as we talked about last night, the Cleveland Browns were getting a lot of credit. Oh, we trade for Brock Osweiler, and we're going to cut him, and it's a salary dump, and we're gaining draft picks. We told you last night, that's a load of hogwash. When you hear, oh, it's a great move because the team is having trouble spending its $108 million in salary cap room, that's embarrassing. That's not a good story. It's embarrassing that you can't do that. And we talked about it last night, Alshon Jeffrey. You think Alshon Jeffrey wouldn't have come to the Browns for a one-year $20 million deal instead of one year and $14 million with the Eagles? Of course he would have. The Browns still are the Browns. And here's another case in point. They cut RG3 today. Yeah. Okay? RG3, who last year was, oh, no, he's our guy. And we all knew. I knew. I could have been the Browns GM last year. Why are we signing RG3? Because you know he's what? He's just going to get hurt. I mean, he would have been invoking the Derek Carr rule. <laughs> We said we said it all last off season. Why do you want Robert Griffin the third? He's just going to get hurt. And what happened? RG three got hurt. So when you tell me things like, "Oh, the Browns know what they're doing," and look at they got twenty draft picks, this is still the organization that decided RG three is going to be our quarterback. And all they did was blow this entire last season because they decided he was going to be the guy. Today they let him go. RG three supposedly is interested in the New York Jets. We're going to blow past that for now. And, and and not talk about that part of it. But they do the RG3 thing. Then what happens later on today? Terrell Pryor signs a one-year deal with the Redskins for $8 million. They don't have a GM. No. They went either right to Jay Gruden or right to Daniel Snyder. There's an auto pen on the desk, and they slid some paper <laughs> under it. And what does it say? It says... GMTBD in the signature slide. They called Mike Mayock, and he goes, no, 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 Terrell Pryor's not a jag. Go get him. That's great. We don't know what he is because he didn't have a quarterback (laughs) throwing him the ball. That Kessler kid, he can spin it, but he got hurt too. But here's the thing. You tell me about not being able to spend $108 million, and I tell you that's stupid and don't believe it because here's Terrell Pryor, who became a star in Cleveland. He's from there. He was a star at Ohio State. Terrell Pryor is that guy. Terrell Pryor, you don't wouldn't have kept him for one year and fourteen million. But that's just it. I don't Why understand. Not? He was your best player. He was your best player. You're How hoping you that saying... Coleman comes back from injury and that he can yeah, be a factor. But you need players. But that's your best player. You need players. You could have given Terrell Pryor fourteen million for one year. And I it, look. And but that's guy's your face thing. of the franchise, right, no, no, though. Right. No, and here's the thing. Here's the thing. If it was, hey, Alshon Jeffrey signed a. 
four-year, seventy-two million dollar deal, and you could have paid, and you could have done more. I that that you would say, Jason, you're being stupid because this is a team being on the hook for all kinds of guaranteed money, and you're talking about a three and four-year contract. I'm talking about two players in the last twenty-four hours that you could have easily overpaid for because you got to overpay if you're the Browns. That you could have overpaid for, spent some of that money that's so difficult to spend, we can't spend $108 million, and you would have your starting wide receivers be Alshon Jeffrey, Terrell Pryor, and maybe Corey Coleman is really, really good. Suddenly now, you got weapons. You got weapons, big-time weapons in Cleveland. I don't get it. Cleveland is still not sure what they're doing. What they want to do is this. They want to win with Moneyball. They want to say, we're going outside the box. And DePodest is there, and we want to show the NFL all the long-suffering Cleveland Browns. Watch. We're going to do it in Cleveland, and everybody's going to say how smart you are because I have Theo Epstein envy. And I have all kinds of – I have Andrew Friedman envy because I want to be able to win by Moneyball. We're going to gather all the draft picks. It's what we do in, in Major League Baseball. But I'm sorry. You can't sit here and go, you know, this left tackle – from Michigan State, you know, he graded well on first down running plays. So if we get him and he becomes our block, our run blocking left tackle, boy, we really get a guy that nobody else had their eye on at all in the draft. You can't do that in the National Football League. But this is what the Browns want to do. They want to win with, we want to get draft picks. We want to do salary dumps and look like we're doing something so crazy. We're putting the NFL on its ear. This is as crazy as what Sonny Weaver tried to do in draft day. And you know how crazy that was. But this is what the Browns are doing. I can't give them anything that they know what they're doing because this is a philosophy that will fail. Because instead of building a good team, no, 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 we're going to do something crazy. You got $108 million in cap room. That's how you make yourself a good team. And you're not on the hook for guys past this year. If Alshon Jeffrey doesn't work out, okay, you're going after a year. Sorry, Alshon, thanks for coming one year, $20 million, but it didn't work. If Terrell Pryor doesn't work, okay, thanks, Terrell Pryor, but... One million comes off the books. These are all guys signing one-year deals that you could have, that you could be good for. So don't tell me how great the Browns are. They're still the bleeping Browns. They still don't know what they're doing because they're doing this whole money ball thing that they got the fans are all, and they got people in the media all with the wool over their eyes going, oh, the emperor's got clothes on when he doesn't. Don't fall for it. No, all you can do is write 800 words and how it's a different kind of deal <laughs> from the NBA or Major League Baseball that made its way to the NFL, and you move on from them. Remember last year, there was a bit of excitement, not necessarily because of RG3, but Barnage had had that breakout year, and mm-hmm. obviously we thought some, there'd be some regression, but not as much as he fell off, and Josh Gordon screwed everybody. <laughs> Let's call it what it is. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show. Jason, Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios. Coming up next, we have more from the big bubble week in college basketball. Keep it right here. The Jason Smith Show, Fox Sports Radio. And then I did the show, and then saw Harmon's Cavs, and then I watched the bubble, and it burst on Syracuse. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show, Jason, Mike Harmon. We are live from the Geico Studios. And then Harmon took off his pants. (laughs) I've already said, Final Four, baby. We're going streaking! Where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more in car insurance. More info, visit geico.com. A very happy... Northwestern alum in Mike Harmon, who watched Julia Louise Dreyfus watch her son sit on the bench as Northwestern gets the semifinals of the Big Ten tournament. Finished the job. A lot of good work breaking the Maryland pressure up front. Some easy baskets in transition, taking care of business. 
Joining us now from T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas, our insider contributor at Sportsline.com, co-host of the Bet the Board podcast, Vegas insider Todd Furman. And Todd, I'm going to start tonight asking you a question I guarantee you've never been asked in your life. That normally that normally happens every <laughs> single Friday night. I come on the air with you two fine gentlemen. No, 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 normally no, no, no. it's uh, pres- you know preceded no. by the word parlay. Yeah, no, I don't mean like one of my crazy parlays <laughs> like Syracuse in the Final Four and Israel to win the World Baseball Classic. No, no, no. I mean a legit question that you've never been asked. You ready? I am uh, sitting down anxiously awaiting this fine question you're going to throw my direction. Give me the odds if I wanted to bet Northwestern to win the NCAA tournament. You know what? Most books, honestly, guys, didn't have Northwestern listed as its own individual entry, so you would have had to try and take them as a member of the field. Now, when, of course, Northwestern gets announced being into the field of 68 come Sunday, uh, those numbers will be out there. I think you're looking at the Wildcats right around 150 to 1, maybe a touch higher, depending on what their seating looks like. But, hey, Harm, you have reason to be excited because, Mr. Smith, your Syracuse Orange men are actually underdogs to make the field of 68. Bet online, Hunter Price earlier today. They're plus two twenty to be included come Sunday. How about that? You know, this is what people don't don't realize, Todd. And when you know making odds, and and when they when when you listen to bracketologists who talk about this team had an RPI that's this, and this team has a strength of schedule that's here. All of that I understand, but people don't realize that the NCAA tournament is a television show. And what's a better television show? Wake Forest getting in or Syracuse getting in, even if it's in a first four game. Syracuse, Michigan State, these teams on the bubble like that, Michigan, of course they're going to get in because these are teams that move the needle, that are relevant, especially Syracuse and Jim Beheim. I would, I, I would bet the Orange to get in in a second. Uh, you know what, I'm not going to disagree with you from it being a TV show. I'm also not going to disagree with the fact that Syracuse has some marquee wins this season. You don't love the way that the Orange finished the season going 2-5 and five down the stretch or their record in true road games, I believe, 2-8. and eight. Uh, But they beat some of the best teams on their schedule, albeit at the Carrier Dome. They showed on their best day they can be competitive. I prefer that type of resume uh, as opposed to a team that doesn't have any great wins but doesn't have any bad losses. If you want to be middle of the pack, you're destined for the NIT. We're sitting watching the Pac-12 tournament right now, Arizona, a 10-point lead at the line as we sit in the Geico Studios. Todd, uh, UCLA not hitting from downtown, 4 of 19 from three-point range today. Where are they sitting on the board right now from a betting perspective? And if you want to bet UCLA to win the national championship, you can find the Bruins, most books around town, right in the ballpark of 7-1. The reason that number is a little bit lower than I think the casual fan would be led to believe uh, is because UCLA started the season right around 100-1. to And given our proximity to Los Angeles and that fervent UCLA fan base, you did have a lot of liability ratcheted up uh, on a number of them. I've seen enough of this team, though, guys, honestly, whether it's here in person today or watching them throughout the course of the Pac-12. You guys hit on it. When the shots aren't falling from the outside, they're not good enough defensively to get key stops. Uh, and I think UCLA is the kind of team It wouldn't shock me if they got to the Final Four. It also wouldn't shock me if they got to the Sweet 16. Can you offer odds on LeVar Ball saying something outlandish? Like, is there a line? Like, I say, okay, I want odds LeVar Ball says something outlandish on Selection Sunday. And, like, okay, maybe, you know, oh, UCLA is underseated. It's not outlandish, but my son will be the MVP of the tournament is outlandish. Can, can I get something like that? Oh, I think you have to make him at least a one-to-five favorite to say <laughs> something outlandish anytime someone will put a TV camera in front of him. The better question I have is, 
if we were to put him and Donald Trump side by side, who could come up with the most ridiculous, asinine statement? I think that prop you'd have to set right around to pick him. <laughs> there you go. You got your pick him and, and like craziness that. in. Levar, I'd take LeVar Ball because he's 6'7", 330. I mean, he's a big dude. I would take LeVar Ball. <laughs> Again, we're not, we're not going 40 times. Uh, with him, at least it's on the court. Fox Sports Radio, Jason Smith Show, coming to you from the Geico Studios, our buddy, former odds maker at Caesar, now running the Bet the Board podcast. Follow it at Bet the Board Pod, contributing to CBS, Fox Sports One Race Up. It's Todd Furman at Todd Furman on Twitter. So even with the loss, I'm assuming Kansas is still the leader in the clubhouse coming in, but are, are we seeing any kind of movement at the top of the field? Uh, North Carolina's numbers come down quite a bit over the last two weeks. You've seen the Tar Heels go from a, I don't say middle of the pack co-favorite at ten to one, but that number came as low as six to one. I really don't see bookmakers adjusting the number based on their collapse today against Duke. I think right. you look at North Carolina top to bottom. Uh, this is a team who can find multiple ways to win if they stay engaged at the defensive end. And ultimately, this year we say it almost every season: the field is real wide open. Whether it's Villanova, North Carolina, Kansas. Uh, you name it, guys. I think there are a number of teams that you're going to see priced in that 7-1, upwards of 12-1. to 1. But you're going to get ample opportunity with teams like a West Virginia, maybe a 25-1, to 1, who I really believe might be the best team in the Big 12 this season, despite the fact that they limped to a 51-50 victory over Kansas State earlier tonight. Vegas insider Todd Furman with us here, the Jason Smith Show, Fox Sports Radio. Follow Todd on Twitter, at Todd Furman. All right, let's go to the NFL for a couple of seconds here, and we're still kind of waiting for the Tony Romo domino to fall for the rest of the quarterbacks and free agency. Uh, where are the odds favorite for Romo? Is it still Denver? Is someone else gaining momentum? What is it? Uh, Denver, actually, when BetOnline readjusted their props earlier this week, they had Denver as the most likely destination for Tony Romo. That was 6-5. to five followed by the Houston Texans at 7-2. to uh, I think Tony at this point, those are the only two likely landing spots for him. I don't see him ending up as a New York Jet. I don't see him ending up in Miami, Kansas City, Chicago now that the Bears went after their franchise quarterback and Mike Glennon. I can't even say that with a straight face, so excuse me for laughing. Um, but when you look He's at a one-year deal, Todd. Come on. <laughs> you know how that deal's structured. <laughs> and when we look at the numbers and what they've done, the Broncos still remain 20-1 to in the Super Bowl. But the Houston Texans number has come down. They were as high as 40-1 to earlier this week. At 20-1, to assuming you get a healthy Romo, I think they become the likely biggest competition for New England, who after acquiring Brandon Cooks and some other key pieces during free agency, saw their number go from 9-2 to two to take home the Lombardi Trophy down to 4-1. to one. All right, let's cut through that noise. I mean, because that, that's interesting, and we can run through all 32 teams. Let's go to the most fascinating thing. Jay Cutler joins the Jets. What does their win total do? Their, their win total does absolutely nothing. And given the fact that there's no Darrell Rivas, there's no Brandon Marshall, this is a team who I think you're going to see their win total open at five and a half, six. And I would not be surprised if you see professional money coming in on the Jets under. Now, Jason, I have a prop for you. Ooh. Total hits by Tim Tebow at a minor league level higher than double A versus Jets wins. Which way do you want to go? Ooh, high, so, so that means he's got to be higher than double A to get these hits? I'll go double A or triple A. So oh, how about that? He's giving you double A. Oh, if you're single A or high A, he's got to be a double A or triple A. His total hit, <laughs> Jets win. If you're giving me double A, I'll take Tim Tebow. If you're giving okay. me higher than double A, I'll take Jets wins. Even if the Jets go winless, I'll still take Jets wins. <laughs> <laughs> 
At least that means I set a relatively fair line that it forced you to think about it before immediately jumping on the Tim Tebow bandwagon. I'm waiting for you to be able to give me one where I go, you know what, Todd? Like I normally say, I'll give you any odds you want on that. Anything you want. Anything you want. See, I figured that was the number you were going to give me when you talked about Northwestern potentially winning a national championship. (laughs) Follow him on Twitter, at Todd Furman. That's at Todd Furman, former odds maker at Caesars co-founder of Bet the Board podcast, contributor to CBS and Fox Sports 1, again, on Twitter, at Todd Furman. Todd, thanks so much. Enjoy the end of the uh, UCLA game against Arizona. If you see LeVar Ball, give him our best. I feel cheated, boys. The best game of the night was in Vegas. It just happened to be between Utah Valley State and Cal State Bakersfield. And just for you, Jason, I'll have my auto costume out of the closet come Sunday, rooting for your orange to be included in the field of 68. Oh, you and me both, buddy. Auto lives forever. I'm a little frightened as to what else is in that closet. but <laughs> you, guys aren't on, you guys aren't on late enough at night for us to delve into that kind of topic, my friend. Be good, brother. Be good, guys. Thanks. It's Todd Furman after dark. Start playing Careless Whisper again? Is that where we go? Let me or are we making this. love on a cloud? Does your gut tell you that I have an auto costume somewhere or I don't have an auto costume? What do you I think? I think Furman's more likely. No. Yeah, you're right. I do not have an auto costume. That's like the have fake it. Magic Johnson Twitter game that you just did to me there. Twitter and how about a fresco, the Jason Smith Show, Jason Mike Carmen. Meanwhile, from the game, Todd Furman. Took a few minutes away from to talk to us. Uh, he didn't miss much. Arizona had a 10-point lead when he came to talk to us, and it's still a 10-point lead. Actually, now a 12-point well, lead. There you go. Arizona yeah. over the Bruins, 73-61. Seven and a half minutes left to go. Really, a number one seed at stake for the winner of this game. Mm, stake. Uh, the loser <laughs> is pretty much going to have to think about being a number two and having a little bit more difficult path to the Final Four. Coming up in a minute, meanwhile, a guy who everybody said this could be the number one overall pick in the draft. He said, I'm headed to the NBA. Get the details in a minute. But first, here's what's trending. I'm sorry if I end up in your mouth. Now it's hot oil time. Now it's hot oil time. 10.30, 1.30 on the East Coast. Now you talk hot oil too early in the show. Now you want to talk hot oil. This is the time. Yeah. Oh, baby. And for beautiful girls, you could do the Afghan wigs cover. <laughs> Just as potent. Either way, soulful. Can't get Little enough s- of free agency. Slide over baby time on a Friday night. <laughs> Live from the Geico Studios. I don't know why. Can't get enough of bubble teams. Dominating Wait, the ear holes of America. Where you going? Where you going? I'm singing about bubble teams and NFL free agency. Where you going? Oh. Look, I even put bubbles in the tub. And not bubbles to chimp. No. Actual bubbles. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show. Jason, Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios. What does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more in car insurance? It means you should have gone to geico.com 15 minutes ago. Well, coming up in a little bit less than 15 minutes, we'll get back into the big NBA story of the night. The Warriors waving the white flag saying, you know, we're not going to finish first in the West, so we're just going to start resting, guys, starting tomorrow. Day off. Having a nice meal, leisurely stroll along the the walk there. No days off. No <laughs> but days as off. we're watching conference championship week come to its end, most the majority of the games uh, finish up tomorrow. We're going to see some championships and bubble teams play their way into the tournament, and I'm going to be sweating it out on Sunday. Look, North Carolina beat Duke tonight. That's awesome. Not That's me, it. buddy. I'm sitting back with my yeah. feet up. Hey, 
Crazy. Yeah. Three days ago, I was nervous <laughs> saying I'm going to get screwed. Northwest going to happen. The tournament. Unbelievable. Look, North Carolina Duke tonight was great, but in the end, it's irrelevant. But both of these teams are going to get very high seeds. Does it mean something for a number one seed? Yeah, but I don't know that Duke can get all the way up to being a number one seed. They're Duke. This game they can now, get all the way up to a number one. Arizona UCLA is a very big deal because Arizona certainly, and they're up thirteen with five and a half minutes left to go. This is just not UCLA's night. Uh, they're they broke from playing, the outside. They will now be playing Oregon for a number one seed, possibly in the NCAA tournament. So we have some stuff at stake, but really, it's going to be about the bubble games on Sunday. One guy we talked about a lot, who we're not going to get to talk about in college basketball anymore, is Markel Fultz, star guard of the Washington Huskies. Long-rumored, long-projected to be the number one overall pick in the NBA draft. He was phenomenal. Finished the season injured. Did not really bring a lot of wins to Washington. as they Not his fault they couldn't play defense. That's true. Well, they still won nine games. Nearly upset USC uh, early on in the Pac-10 tournament, which a Pac-12 tournament, which would have ended USC's hopes. Right now, USC-Syracuse projected to be one of the last four teams into the tournament. Again, depends how things go the next couple of days. But Markel Fultz decided to end his time in Washington and go to the NBA. It was a good run. And here he was making his announcement. Remember, he didn't play the last few games of the year and with no postseason tournament for Washington because they stunk so bad. We've seen the last of him in college, and the next time we'll see him is in the NBA. What's up, Husky fans? Markel Folks here. Um, I just want to say it's been an honor to play in front of you guys, and I really appreciate all the support you guys have given me. After sitting down with my mom and the coaching staff, I made the decision to enter the NBA draft. Although the season hasn't gone as planned, it's really, truly been a blessing to be here, and I learned plenty of life lessons on and off the court, especially from Coach Rowe and his coaching staff. Um, I'm always going to be a Husky for life. Go dogs! All right, let's let's. I wanted a little more enthusiasm. Uh, like yeah. go dogs! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey guys, guess Gotta what? Finish this. I'm going to the NBA. It's almost like he knew I'm making the Instagram. Like you know, I came here and you thought we were going to be great, and we won nine games, and we sucked. And hey. I'm leaving, so you know I can't be that excited. I'm just gonna kind of sit here and talk monotone. I hope they're all dead. What I what wow. I like <laughs> is that Markel Fultz throws up in his speech and also puts it up on Twitter. I'm a Husky for life. You played 25 games, got hurt, and now you're headed to the NBA. But he could have gone to a lot of places. Right, right? talented played, guy who could have gone to a lot of places. Put Washington games. on the map. Unfortunately, the rest of his team stunk. You played. They tw- couldn't coach defense, and he got hurt. You, you didn't even. You played two thirds of a season. But I am a husky for life. That's like me saying, you know, the apartment I lived in for nine months in two thousand and one. That's my real home. I will always live on Kelton Avenue for life. I may move on and buy a house or live in a condo, but no, that apartment for nine months. That's the greatest place I ever lived. You, but you may have had fond memories. Yeah, yeah. That might have been where you lopped off the most mailboxes. You spent three in your months. Neighborhood. I mean, there's a lot of things you could have done there. You, you played for three months. Maybe I'm, that I'm, was I'm the time for life. Maybe that was the time you were at the gym, and instead of saying, "Hey, I'll help you with the equipment," let me help you with the equipment, and you've got a whole other thing going on. So you got very fond memories of those nine months that'll always be indelibly inked and etched into your brain that make it the best place. And and for Markel Fultz, I can't I can't blame him for that. I, I again I wish the end of it there was a little more oomph. 
And how then it didn't a, seem like he was spent. I mean, no, I, you know, how is he a Husky for life? Because, like I said, they won nine games. Well, he's not going to go play anywhere else, so he's no. a Husky for life. No, he's just, this is just a stop. This is like this is like me saying, you know, when I took the my cross-country trip, you know what my favorite thing was? Was when I had to change buses in Schenectady. I mean, that, that's, that's what this is. You know, Mark I lived Elf in Fultz. Schenectady, Niskayuna for about five years. Why do you think I said that? Thanks, I remember, buddy. And I always would stop well, off Well, you generally don't remember a lot of the things I tell you. So, <laughs> so the fact that that one stuck is kind of a big deal. It's actually two and a half months. He spent two and a half months playing basketball. I am a Husky for life. Okay. Well, but, he's, saying, been, but he's technically been there since the end of August, right? A more, a more realistic <laughs> goodbye would have been, what's up, Husky fans? Markel Fultz here. Hey, listen, um, you know, I played great, and I'm going to the NBA. We didn't win, and I know that probably sucks for you, but I'm going to forget about you all, like, in two months, and it's going to be about the NBA for me because I'm going to get paid, and, you know, I'm just going to be a guy that was there for two and a half months. I'm going to be a jag in your memory. Hit me back just to chat. That's about it. All right, so uh, thanks, Husky fans. Good luck. Bye, Felicia. That's Go really the speech he should have given. Go dogs. Go dogs. Twitter at How About a Fresca. Twitter at How About a Fresca, the Jason Smith Show, Jason Mike Harmon. Coming up next, we get back to the biggest story in the NBA. A great front-running team now shows you how mentally fragile they are. I'm yes. very, very excited about it. Shut up, Tim. This is about the Warriors. It's not about you, Fox. Baby. Happy Friday. The Jason Smith Show, Geico Studios from the clouds. Take off your uniform. Take off your cleats. Take off your jock strap. Holy cow. It's Friday, everybody. Just 12 minutes from now, on the way home. You have to talk while he says making love on a bed of clouds? Yeah. Why? That's the best part of the song. No, because no, no, I'm going to talk layered. over it. Maybe layered. We got to hear him say that. No, no, I'm going to talk when the best part of the song comes up. Nice job, Alex Dichert. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> he got the first couple of words. <laughs> Fox Sports Radio. We have the play of the night coming your way in a minute. Meanwhile. How's your phone? <laughs> uh, my phone is working fine. Phone is absolutely fine. Taking a long time to charge, but it is okay. It looks like Arizona's walking away with a date with Oregon as they lead UCLA right now 83-72, a minute and a half left to go in the Pac-12 semifinal. UCLA uh, 4 of 24. Yeah, not a big from night. From the three-point range. Not a night for Lonzo Ball's dad to say, you know, my son is better. Ooh, uh, Bryce right. Alford and Lonzo Ball combined for one for or two for 16 <laughs> from three-point range and four of 19 overall. You blew it! You know, Tony Romo had that very big farewell yeah. on Instagram last night. Hey, I got weepy. Oh. Said farewell, Dallas Cowboy fans. Don't know what next but i'm saying goodbye and uh we got a tweet <laughs> it says jason where was the bob dylan music in markel fultz's declaration to the nba <laughs> what's up husky fans markel fultz here um i just want to say it's been an honor to play in front of you guys and i really appreciate all the support you guys have given me after sitting down with my mom and the coaching staff i made the decision to enter the nba draft 
Although the season hasn't gone as planned, it's really, truly been a blessing to be here. And I learned plenty of life lessons on and off the court, especially from Coach Rowe and his coaching staff. Um, I'm always going to be a Husky for life. Go dogs! Husky for life. Go dogs, yo. You see the way that synced up with the harmonica yeah. solo just perfectly. Way to go, Tyshirt. Two and a half months and nine wins. You know, the season didn't go the way we'd like. <laughs> I'll tell you, we had some big plans out of the gate. Things went a little sideways. It hasn't wished death on any of them. So that's a plus going into the NBA. I hope they're all dead. <laughs> we got to play that Bob Knight forever. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's going to live like the Derek Carr. It's broke drop. The Bob Knight hopes all his enemies are dead. It was weird, though. I it's hope like they're all dead. I'm a, I, I do some volunteering in my, in my kid's classroom, so I needed a couple of supplies for this art project I was going to teach. We did our own box trolls. I'll have some photos up. They ended up being a really cool project. But I'm driving around. I get them to school. I go to pick up a couple of the things, and I'm on the way way over to the store, and I turn turn on Dan Patrick's show, and I must have caught it right after that it all happened because it was a very awkward five minutes of them kind of, hey, mutual respect society of the longevity of their careers. I always respected you for the way you ask questions. Coach, thanks. You always came on even if it wasn't the best, you know, all that kind of thing. And, and then all of a sudden when I get home and I start pulling up social media, start looking for the plans of the day, I was like, wow, that happened, huh? <laughs> and you go back and you listen to it, and you have to listen to it three or four more times for it really to sink in that, that that's where it went. Twitter at How About a Fresca, that's Twitter. At how about a fresca? We just got a tweet from Digicon TV that says we're something we just said we're trending on Twitter because of it. That's pretty cool on a Friday That's night. Good. I think it was Markel Fultz probably. He oh, said, "Tell Swollen Dome." I said, "What's up?" <laughs> there you have it. Uh, before we get to the play tonight, don't forget. You think your March Madness bracket can beat ours? Compete head to head against my bracket and Mike's bracket for free. Go to foxsportsradio.com and click the link at the top of the homepage to enter. That's foxsportsradio.com to compete against me and Mike in your March Madness brackets. Again, <gasps> foxsportsradio.com. Get up there. You can get in right now and then just wait and fill out your bracket when we get the field and when it gets leaked to us sometime during the day on Sunday. And I'll be here early in the Geico studios doing all sorts of predictions and name games and mascot fun and chicanery and tomfoolery alongside Dan Byer. Uh, we had the big take Last year during the playoffs, Steph Curry, system quarterback. Yeah, kind of the big deal. Yeah. KNBR had been ducking you. Yeah, they have been. And now we realize after Steve Kerr makes the announcement tonight, after losing to the T-Wolves, that Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, Draymond Green, and Andre Iguodala will not play tomorrow against the San Antonio Spurs. You realize that the Warriors are a completely front-running team that when everything goes right, they're great. But when they have adversity, they can't handle it. The only two times they've had adversity in two years is Draymond Green gets suspended at the end of Game 4 of the NBA Finals, and they can't overcome that, and they lose the next three to lose the title. And now Kevin Durant got hurt, and a week later, Steve Kerr is resting his stars in the biggest game they've played this season because mentally they're fragile. And he's not playing for the number 1 seed anymore because he knows if we don't get it, Without Kevin Durant, everybody's going to wonder, and mentally they're going to go to pieces. So here are the Warriors. You know now they are mentally weak. When things go great, they're great. But when adversity hits, 
they struggle. And Steve Kerr is now trying to keep them mentally upright. So he's not playing his stars in a game where he needs everybody to play. Not playing them all, but I'm doing this now because, well, if we don't get the number one seed but we don't play for it, maybe the guys will still be okay when the season ends. Trust me, they are hanging by a thread right now because, like I said, mentally they're weak. And this is where you quote our former Fox Sports radio teammate Brian Cox. Got to go see the wizard. Get some heart. Because <laughs> that's can... what he said, right? I mean, yeah, it's, that's and, that's, right. and if you're going to give your team off uh, a night off on a game that they really need, uh, you've said enough. If you think a train will stop if it sees your car on the tracks, you're right. It will about a mile after it hits you. Stop because trains can't. Mike Harmon, I want to say this to you. Yeah. Congratulations on making the semifinals of the Big 12, Big 10 tournament. Your Northwestern Wildcats, as we found out, 150 to 1 to win the NCAA championship. But at least you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> We're at least in that dance and part of the field. Put all your money on purple for Mike. I'm Jason. This is Fox. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love love with podcasting all over again and getting to the heart of our stories we're going places we've never gone before and we're bringing you along with us with new segments correspondence and a brand new sound season nine is kicking off with an intimate interview with grammy award-winning singer-songwriter natalia laforcade what's giving you hope right now well when i see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.